This episode is brought to you by the YouTube channel Comic Pop. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. Hello everybody and welcome to Off the Rack, I'm Sal. I'm Jiminy. So we're going to be jumping into the reviews in just a second if you're not familiar with the show. Welcome to the live show. Uh, this is a show we take the past week's biggest releases, recap, review them, let you know what we thought about them, and then give recommendations for books that are coming out this week we think you should pick up. Happy quarantine everybody, hope everybody's, everybody's safe, healthy, and practicing social distancing, and of course washing your hands when you go in and out of any place yeah uh thoroughly for 20 seconds with hot water and soap uh we got a giveaway we have a lot of things to to, to cover uh but uh but yeah so how's it going good excellent i was just eating a gush here before i, we started know, that. I, I thought i'd get it finished before why we... not why not i was like yeah, yeah go live we'll be fine uh-oh oh it's a gusher yeah. So it's stuck to my teeth. That's right. Yeah. So uh, stay tuned because we have a giveaway from our friends over at Valiant Entertainment. That's right. Uh, the people at Valiant Entertainment are coming out with a new Exo Manowar series from Dennis Hopeless and uh, uh, someone else. Somebody else. Uh, it's great. Uh, check it out. This gorgeous, one of a kind cover here with uh, it, it, it's rigid <laughs> and it is reflective. It's one uh, of those covers where like the cover is like is actually is metal. Yeah. So it's a metal cover. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. I can do it a little bit. A little bit. But look at that. That could be yours. And one of you will get it by the end of the show. So hang out. Uh, we will be giving you a special uh, hashtag to use in the chat. Our moderator, Daniel, will randomly select three different winners, one of whom will be chosen, the person who actually responds to... The congratulations you won will have won it. Here are the criteria to win this beautiful cover for the recent Exo Man War series, which launches on Wednesday. Uh, you have to live in the continental United States. Uh, you must be willing to give me your address via email. I'm going to email you. Actually, no, you're going to email me your name and address. I'll mail it out to you as soon as I possibly can quarantine permitting uh and the third thing you have to stick around when we announce you win you have to be like thank you so that i know you, you that don't you're gonna say get thank it you. well you don't have to say thank you but you're gonna be like <laughs> hey it's me that's me i won and then you can acknowledge that you did win and we can make sure that happens so yeah gorgeous cover thank you tiffany for modeling it for us well, i just want to make sure everybody sees it because like honestly like it's very impressive it's impressive and like not only like is it have like that bronze kind of hue to it but mm -hmm. like i like the like graphic nature of oh, the way yeah. they've depicted exo on here mm -hmm. and it's not what i thought which is way better what do you think well i thought for a second that his face was one of those like scratch offs it's like your exo man and i'm like that's what no no don't scratch this <laughs> don't scratch it i mean it'll be yours you can do whatever you want with it but i, I wouldn't recommend i would recommend it. not doing that absolutely exactly so well, i'll pop that up again at some point yeah so uh that is something to look forward to. The other thing, because we're live, guess what? Today's sponsor, and hopefully for the foreseeable future, your sponsor for this show is you out there. If you're watching the show live, you can use the super chats and make a comment or a question. We'll answer it and weave it Wait, organically. Wait, what was the hashtag? The hashtag we haven't revealed yet. Okay, cool. But uh, <laughs> the uh, as far as sponsorship goes, use the super chats, make a comment or a question. We'll weave it in organically into the show. And uh, that way, we don't have to worry about like saying something objectionable or controversial. All these opinions that are shared on this show are ours and ours alone and influenced by nobody. So if you want to keep it that way, be our sponsor and, and uh, use the Super Chats uh, like these fine people did right here. Uh, by the way, as you go through the show, use the hashtag... 
I want to I want to use this whole name, but I don't want people to spell it wrong. So let's just go with XO. So hashtag XO, no let no number, the letter. So XO in the chat, and we'll uh we'll make it happen. And one lucky person will win this cover. Probably a couple people will win it because someone's gonna bail. Usually what happens is someone wins, and it turns out they left all the way right before the show ended. And they always miss out. Well, sometimes it's not their fault. Like, what if they lost connection, or they had to go? Yeah, some, I think what one is... time that did happen, where they were like, ah! And I was like, oh, I'll send you something else as a consolation. They were like, no, I lost. It was really cool. That's very nice of them. It was very nice of them. So yeah, uh, sponsorships, uh, hashtag XO, Super Chats, and uh, that's it. I'm going to do like the most unprofessional thing here. Yeah, yeah. Leave. Go. Fine. Um... But yeah, so we're going to get into those reviews in just a second. Uh, but of course, as I mentioned, we're going to be also reading Super Chats. Like these fine people, like Ronald Caterisano. Ronald Caterisano. Uh, can't watch live right now, but I'm going to enjoy the playback. Have a good day and stay safe. You too. Thank you so much. Ronald, thanks for catching us on the repeat. Uh, artist FKA Red finally caught y'all live. Greetings from Louisville, Kentucky. Well, greetings to you too. You too. I knew somebody from Louisville, Kentucky one time. Me too. Yeah, yeah, we all did. Mm-hmm. And then he moved away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but thank you for catching us live, and welcome to the show. <laughs> Look at all those XOs. So yeah, I came back, everybody. Yeah, don't worry. So let's jump into it. Um, I'm trying to think of what's a good one to start with. Uh, Pick one. Uh, let's go with Excalibur. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you. Son of a... Mm. Uh, not really. Um, okay, Excalibur. Oh, I did, really did not see that coming. Like no. I was like, oh, it's going to be one of his. This is awesome. Yeah, haha. Um, so remember the last two issues of Excalibur? I was like, meh. Yeah. I'm back, baby. What? I, I was really excited to be kind of done with Excalibur. Nope, I'm back. <laughs> Why? I think because this is leading to something that may or may not end up tying into the actual main Hickman book. Like oh. to like what's happening in X Men, yeah. Um, because we're getting, I'm getting some vibes that um, Apocalypse is utilizing the magic of Morgana and Otherworld to possibly find a way to find Krakoa's other half and bring back his horsemen. Oh, this is all from this is all like you know just inference, inference from stuff that happens in this issue. So I really have no. <laughs> I said that. <laughs> <laughs> you and about a couple hundred other, other people. That's okay. That's that's nice. Um, but yeah. So like that. Those two like filler issues like does lead to like them having the werewolf skills. Yeah. Or skulls, but it's like it was such a waste. Yeah. The writing is tighter in this. The art's way better in this. Oh. Like it just got better. Wow. I don't know how, and I don't know why. Who did than, it? Uh, it's Teeny Howard still. Still. Yep, with art by, uh, I want to make sure, uh, Marcus Toe. No. Or Two. It's Toe. I think it's Toe. Um, Yeah, so basically, like, Apocalypse, like, reveals that, like, to the Excalibur team that he's like, so, like, I know you guys doubt me and all this crap, but, like, don't. I'm going to, I'm going to just, I'm going to share something with you. I'm going to share with you the fact that, like, I split Krakoa in two. Right. And that, like, I sent my horsemen to, like, not die, but to live and fight eternally. So yeah. it's, like, I feel like if I ask you to do something, like... You should do you it. You should do it. Because I'm not, like... I'm not... There, but you also tried to kill us, like, forever. Right? We just found out about this, like, the other day. Right, but he's, like, I did, like, save all of Earth. <laughs> I did. Okay. I did do that. And, like, Gambit's, like, should I be, like, thanking you or what? And he's, like, no, I don't want that. I just want you to, like, if I ask you to do something, do it. 
Right. Okay, like, do it. Mm-hmm. So then we learn a little bit more about the Starlight Citadel, which is, um, so <laughs> the best way to describe this, I think, is if you're, like, unfamiliar with Excalibur, kind of like I was, thank you for this info page, Teeny Howard, which basically could have just said, it's like the Council of Ricks, but for Captain Britain. Oh. It's, like, the, it's the Citadel of Ricks. That's funny, because there's, there's also a Council of Reeds, the Hickman I know, created. I know. So this is this a, a Captain Britain council. I guess that makes sense. It's not a council. It's a citadel where all the multiversal Captain Britons would come. I think that's a thing from Spider Verse too. I'm sure, but like I was like, okay, cool. Like, but that like it's it is a nice like filler in of like what it's served for. But I was like, you could have just put that right. <laughs> I would have been like, got it, got it. Moving on, moving on. Um, yeah, and right now, um, Lady Saturti- Saturnine, Opal Magistrix Opal Luna Saturnine. Saturnine? Okay. Y-N-E at the end of that? Yeah. Saturnine, um, who is the Omniversal Magistrix okay. in place of Merlin, is in charge. Now, the all of the like multiversal Captain Brins have been destroyed, mm. but like nobody's been in touch with her for a while, and like they know she's kind of got her own plans. Sure. And like Betsy's like, I'm Captain Britain, so I should be able to go there. And Apocalypse was like, we need to go there. We? Yeah, like Excalibur. I'm sending you out. Go. Okay. Go do your thing. And so like... They spend an evening in, like, that lighthouse tower uh, before they're going to take off kind of on their adventure. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's cute because, like, I like Rogue in this, especially in this issue, because it kind of shows her, like, I guess, like, her wisdom, like, mm. that southern wisdom. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. Where, like, they're up late and, like, she's, like, they're, like, she's, like, I can't sleep because, like, Shogo won't go to sleep either. And she's, like, I get it. She's, like, I'm just thinking about, how, like, she feels bad for Kakoa being lonely. Mm. And she's, like, like, because she. Didn't it get its island back? Well, I, Isn't I, Araco there? Who knows? You know like when I mean? this takes place? Right, exactly. Mm. Um, That's a good point. And like, even if it is, it isn't. I guess I don't know because like the guy, like the horseman, would be there then, and they're not. What uh, the island likes the people too? No, no, no. I'm just saying like Araco, like where when they sent that away, in theory, it was like to someplace horrific. And, like, right. his horseman would have been there. So yeah. what came back then? Mm, that's a good question. Regardless, like, I like the idea of her, like, feeling, like, sympathy for Krakoa for sure. being lonely. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah, because you know all about that. Oh, yeah. Um, Brian's outside. Okay. Like, Uh-oh. investigating something. And Betsy goes after him, and he, like, runs off and he leaves. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what, what the hell? What, what was that? What, what's going on? Because, like, he's all messed up, right? He's I know. He's a bad guy. Up. Yeah. Well, he's not a bad guy anymore. He's just damaged, right. like, now. <laughs> oh, so you should get a tattoo. <laughs> right. Why not? So she decided they should just leave. Then we check in with the citadel where there's like all these like priestesses. And it's like, it's just a, anybody could be a priestess. You could be a priestess. I could be a priestess. Everybody could be a priestess. Right. Um, and like the like Lady Saturnine, Saturnine Magistrix. I'm just going to go with that. Good. Summons an item from the library, the archives. Mm. It's brought up to her. She doesn't open her door. There's like a tiny door. They slip through the mail slot basically. And they're like, like, the two priestesses outside are like, okay. And then they turn around, and there's, like, a giant apocalypse head, like, kind of semi-transparent in the sky, okay. like, looking down on them. One eye is a moon, the other is a sun. And they're like, oh, crap. They're like, you know, you see this? And they're like, I'm more worried about if it can see us. But, like, mm. I guess if it was really dangerous, like, the bells would be chiming. Bong. Yeah, and then all the bells chime. Sure. And then we check in with the, um, you know, like, the coven. Yeah. That was against mutant kind. Yeah, yeah. Check in with them, and like they're like, yeah. So like we totally lost control of Otherworld, and like we don't know what happened to Morgana, and like somebody here has got to pay for it. There has to be a sacrifice because you guys failed. Um, and um, 
basically like some guy volunteers he's like i volunteer <laughs> oh it's okay uh-huh. and then just stab him to death right and there's a woman there and she's like oh, and she runs away oh. and then it turns out it, it's megan megan yeah and so like <laughs> pete wisdom asked her to use her powers and to like infiltrate and find out some more stuff yeah and she was like she gets upset of course by the violence that she sees and she's like then again like i do like being a spy like this is cool right and he's like and that works but she's like it's clear that they're going after um jamie Mm-hmm. who's in charge of Otherworld now. He's the king. Yes. So, like, I guess they'll be leaving Betsy alone for a little bit, but still, like, we need to make sure we let everyone know about that. And then she infers that, like, Pete clearly likes Be- Betsy. And right. he's like, no. <laughs> no. Sure. <laughs> sure thing, Pete. Although Pete also had a thing for Shadowcats. So. Sure. So. He probably liked them all. Yeah. Um, so they all, they go to the Citadel. Um, Shogo indicates that, He's hungry. He's a dragon now. Yes, yes. Um, he's still a dragon. He's, well, whenever he goes to Otherworld, he becomes a dragon. Do they not ever go back? Is, is, is this still one contiguous? No, story? no, no. When they were like, they go back. So like, when they were in the lighthouse, they were on Earth. They're like, oh, just hanging out there. Right, so like, right. they were using that as like a break point okay. when they were going to go. So they go. They rest up for a little bit, and um, it's really cute because like this is like Teeny Howard like picking up like the way in which um, Rogue and Gambit were written. Yes, by, uh, Kelly, Kelly Thompson. Thompson. And um, they start, like, a fire, and, like, he's like, oh, you know, I wasn't sure this would work. And she's like, I think it's kind of a romantic thing. And mm-hmm. he's like, no, nah, I feel like, like it's I'm on edge. And she's uh-huh. like, so you don't want me to set up the tent early? He's like, I'm not, I'm not saying don't set the tent up, like, right now. Right, uh-huh. Everyone's like, gross. Right, whoa. Hey. Hey, it's a tent. Right? There's gonna be no protection from us. They go to make dinner, like... They have rabbits that have been killed. Jubilee's like, I'm good. I'm going to have a protein bar. Richter's like, give me one of those. He's then like, this is a candy bar. <laughs> Which I was like, of course, because Jubilee doesn't really know anything. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I'm having a candy bar, whatever. Betsy, like, Frodo's off. And this is when we see, like, Rogue again stepping into that kind of, like, wisdom role where she's just like, hey, usually when someone, like, steps away from the company in the conversation, it means that's not the conversation they want to have. What's up? Right. And then she reveals that she's like, I should be able to go to the Citadel. I don't know why I can't. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, in the Citadel, uh, the Magistrix, like, gives everybody moon tiaras. I was like, like this close to awesome. Sailor Moon. This mm-hmm. close to Sailor Moon. And, like, tells them to go forth and attack. And they do. And they show up and they use these, like, magical bows and arrows. And they shoot down Shogo, who's flying around oh, no. going to get food. And, like, he's hurt real bad. And, like, Betsy can communicate with Shogo and, like... It's just telling Jubilee, he's like, he's in pain and he's scared and I'm going to try to talk him down and we're going to, we're going to make it okay. And Jubilee's like, can you tell him one thing for me? Can you tell him not to look at mommy? And then like Jubilee just loses it mm-hmm. and just wrecks these people. Yeah. Presumably killing them all. Okay, I cool. mean, like she loses it. Like she just like, f- like flings her body off of like Shogo and just like lets loose on them. Yeah. And the Magistrate's like, okay, cool. I'll just keep throwing guys at you then if you're just going to kill my guys. So I was like, all right, that's kind of a cool move for her. We then see her reveal the item like she has kind of, she's holding it in the bag. And then we see um, Rogue and Gambit and Richter and Jubilee all as Captain Britons. Ooh. Like as though like she's going to pull them from another universe okay. to bring them forth and serve her. Okay. And I was like, all right, cool. Neat. I want to know what Apocalypse wants from this. Yeah. Again, because he opens it by talking about his horsemen, I'm kind of like, okay. Right. Like, Maybe this is going to indicate Apocalypse's role in what will happen in the future, I, or at least kind of close that story because I have interest in that story in particular. Like, I think that's kind of cool, like his like loyalty. Oh yeah, because like he also mentions that there's nothing he wouldn't do for the society they cre- created on Krakoa. Yeah, so he kind of has this like split loyalties. Split loyalties are like almost mixed message. Mm-hmm. Where he's just like, no, 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 no. I'm yeah, way I love into this. Krakoa. Right. But, like, 
But no, there's no, nothing no, no, no. I would Horseman, do. Horseman, I'm way into you guys too, and yeah. it's like. I feel like Apocalypse is like someone who's like cheating on two different parties. Totally. He's just like, no, no, it's cool. I can make this work. Yeah. No. No Apocalypse. No, you can't, honey. So like, I was kind of hard on this this book the past two issues. So like, I'm cool with it now again. Like issue nine, I'm like, all right. Like, maybe it was just literary filler so they could. I feel like it might have been. Not progress the story too far before um, Hickman wanted them to get to XYZ. Exactly. So I don't know. That makes sense. I'm on board. Cool. Um, getting into the super chats again, mm-hmm. really quick. Uh, let me go back. Um, <clears throat> Mr. Giggles says, uh, "Coke Zero is the cure." Uh, come at me, chat. I can't say I disagree. <laughs> Cheers. Um, but thank you very much for the super chat. Not uh, actually a cure. Debashish Matra says, uh, I- "I'm in isolation, but I can catch you guys live now." Oh exactly. My gosh. Welcome. Yeah. Hello. I'm sorry you're in isolation. I know. Get well soon. Uh, Tanner Matheson says, Hello, this is my first Super Chat. My favorite character is Flash or Barry Allen and Green Lantern, Jessica Cruz. Any hope of seeing them in shows coming up? Uh, maybe. I'm thinking about doing a Flashback issue at some point in the future. And if I do, it would have to be like one of the biggest. Mm-hmm. So Barry will probably be in it. Mm. Um, as far as Green Lantern goes, uh, Jessica's not in the cards. Not, not, not soon. Mm. Sorry. I dig her, but no. Uh, Gian, uh, Gianluca Zilio says, Greetings from Italy. Uh, thanks for the hours of entertainment you guys provide each week, especially in this time of need. Please stay safe. You too, man. You were in, uh, you're, you're in kind of, not ground zero, but you're in a rough place. And, uh, I've got, I've got family in Italy as well. And, uh, as I understand it, they were like in an epicenter of the, of the outbreak. So I hope you are, you and your family are doing well and, uh, and staying safe and practicing yeah. social distancing. And of course... If you are sick, you know, you pull through soon. Yeah. Um, Fat Snorlax says, hey, you two, thanks for the content. What do you do to stay positive in these dark times? I'm currently somewhat stranded. Um, I mean, you know, when it comes to this kind of stuff, you need know, to take it with a grain of salt. I mean, were, were we to be more directly affected um, health-wise, it would be much more, uh, it, it would be seem much more bleak. Sure, certainly. Uh, if we were hit more economically by these times, it would be, it would be more bleak. Um, so... Because we are blessed in this particular time right now that we can provide these kinds of shows, I find comfort and uh, you know some kind of strength in being able to provide some kind of entertainment for people. Mm-hmm. It's not very valuable, but it is something that somebody can waste an hour doing. Uh, hopefully, you know, if you're interested, uh, and and that gives me some kind of like, comfort as well. But right. the fact that I get to live with like my best friend and I get to hang out with people like who are who are well and live nearby, and I can, you know, take care of my family in a in, a, in some respect like mm-hmm. that. That gives me a lot of comfort. Right, and like also like I find comfort in like uh, feeling like I am not wasting my time right now yeah. because I have a little more of it, and so I find less concerned about taking time to invest in something, whether it be like a hobby or a game or like a show I'm trying out or a movie that normally I'd be like, this is stupid. I don't have time to watch this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like those are small kind of insignificant things that can have a lot of significance to mental health. Totally. Um, and so like I I would find that silver lining, whatever it might be for you. Like, you know, if you were like, oh, man, I really want to learn how to do this. Like, there are so many opportunities for you to, to try out that or at least to get a jump on learning it, um, whether it be through YouTube or, like, something like a Skillshare, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, there's so much opportunity right now, especially to take advantage of, like, 
seven day or 30 day free trials. Oh, definitely. You know what I mean? Like now is that time. Just don't forget to cancel before that. <laughs> set a reminder when you set up the thing so that you can make uh, sure to but do But those that. are, and like, those are like, again, like small sort of seemingly insignificant things, and they, but they do add up and like keeping track of your mental health Yeah. and like, you know. And breaking up your routines. Like if you find yourself in a rut or in a routine, like, yeah. Try to do something else. Try to do else. something else. Or, like, even if you are if you can work from home or if you are working from home, even if you're not working from home, like, have a routine <clears> where you get up in the morning and you get dressed. Right. I know that sounds so stupid, but, like, it's one of those things that helps you to put you in the mindset of, like, normalcy. Yeah. yeah. So. Make your bed, too. That helps. Yeah. Because, it, like, it, it doesn't imply that, like, you're going to get back into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Deceased Unkillables number three, I okay. think. Uh, it is t- number two. Uh, it is great uh, in its own way. Um, we'll get into that in just a second. Uh, so, okay. Deceased Unkillables number two. It's written by Tom Taylor with art by Carl Mosteri. Uh, this continues the, like, those left behind characters. Mm. It's during Deceased, but focusing on an entirely different set of characters that Tom Taylor clearly didn't forget about. Yeah but selectively didn't want to use for fear of crowding an otherwise packed book mm-hmm. known as the original deceased. And it's true. Like it would have been very bloated if he had tried to do this. And it was almost too much for him to do that one solo book about all the magic and new gods characters that he right. used. And even then one issue done in one, it's in the volume. Mm-hmm. This is a really fun series. If you liked deceased, you're going to love this book. The only thing I have to, to to ding it on, and it's a big ding, but it's such an engaging book. It's one of those things where it's like like uh, Symbiote Spider-Man. I love that book, but I can't buy it because it, the art is so bad. Okay. Like, it, it is so distracting. Yeah. And it's so distracting that I can't help it. And I want to like that book. And I wish it were done by somebody else. With this, it's a similar situation where the art is so distracting uh, particularly in faces and heads and stuff, it's just it's just not for me because it's a it's like they put the art through some kind of like algorithm aggregate and was like okay so I'm gonna take some part of Frank Whiteley and some part of Rob Liefeld and some part it's just like six different styles all at once so you got like this mismatch of stuff and I I don't know if I can call it good it's not bad it's just very much not for me. But the art is very distracting in this book. And I, the first couple of issues, I really didn't care. But, like, as we're going along, I'm just, I'm noticing it more. And I'm just like, oh, like, no one is attractive in this book. And it's not like they all have to be. But, like, they have to at least be engaging to look at. And it's just, it's very distracting. Particularly faces. It, oh, and one part, Giuseppe Camincoli. I'm just okay. like, no! Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, you know what it is? Like, they're fast. They're putting it out on time. It's consistent. But it's also like, do I want this? And it's just... Not necessarily. Uh, <sighs> but anyway, so the story is that Gordon and Red Hood are becoming kind of like... Gordon didn't go? Gordon didn't go. Gordon didn't get called. Batman died first. <gasps> Batman got Batman, Batman died too fast. Also, Jason Todd didn't <laughs> but, get called. But Alfred! Yeah, Alfred didn't call Gordon Alfred's or... Alfred's like, screw you, old man. I'm the old man and Bruce is he like... He didn't call Jason Todd either. So Jason shows up at the cave and they're all dead. And he's like, oh... Thanks for missing out on me. So he buries them. You oh. know, and puts like a tombstone for Batman that says like bastard. But uh, yeah, so Jason teams up with Gordon. Gordon, of course, finds out that Barbara's dead. Barbara and Cass- uh, Cassandra Kane, uh, 
you know, Cassandra Cain teams up with Gordon. There's also a secret society of characters who can't die because from the infection. So they like got together. Mirror Master screws it up because he can travel through mirrors. Uh, it becomes a thing. Deathstroke bails. His, he brings his daughter. They all team up with Gordon, and it becomes this kind of like the fun part of the mall sequence from uh, Day of the Dead or Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, where um, like Bane and. Deathstroke uh, are all like training these children that are all holed up in this like school that mm-hmm. is protected by Gordon. It's like they're they're becoming like a family, and then like you know Bane gets bit and he breaks up on the wall and everyone's screwed. Uh oh, what are they gonna do? Also during the story they find during this issue they find out that everyone's ban- that everyone's leaving. Like they got the call that's like we're getting on arcs we're bailing. Oh, oh, the arc thing hasn't happened yet. No, it's taking place bef- oh, like between I the pages. Oh, this was like a sequel. No, it's a it's a supplemental. It's like a meanwhile. Yes. Okay. It's a whole meanwhile. This way we can use these characters in the sequel and it's not like, hey, you just pulled them out of thin air. Gotcha, nope, there's a whole series gotcha, for them. Gotcha, sorry. And I, it's I, also like fair because you gave them the whole series so they got to have their due. Right, right, good right. stuff. I, I, I like the concept. I love the story. It's just the art is like, ugh. So, yeah, I maybe I think the art is the wrong fit for this tone of this story. I definitely think the coloring is the wrong the, fit. The coloring is very story. flat. Like, it's just, I don't, I'm all about art and story coming together. Yeah. And I just feel like this wasn't the right no, choice. No, I honestly think it was just a question of can you do it in time? Yeah. Can you do it fast? Can you do it fast? Can you get it out? Yeah. Can you get it? Can you get this whole series out before the sequel comes Wait, out? Wait, Ace the Bat Hound didn't go? No. Oh, so, I guess he got him from the cave. Yeah. yeah uh, but what of the cow? Yeah, right? Oh, Jason ate that cow. You know it. So, <laughs> what of the cat? Yeah. Stop. <laughs> they, 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 Taylor selectively picks who makes it and who doesn't. And it's on what continuity it is. You know, it's... it's it, <laughs> But it's a good series. I really enjoy it. I highly recommend it. Although, okay. if the if you are distracted by by incongruous art, this will not do much to help you. Okay. You know? That's fair. Uh, Josh does things. Says, <laughs> I don't usually watch live, but since I'm off from work, I just wanted to say my say my thanks for y'all. Oh. To y'all for hours of entertainment. Greetings from Northern California. Hi. Hey, NorCal. Hey, thanks a lot, Josh. Uh, continue doing things. I thought it was NoCal. Nope, it's NorCal. Is it NorCal? That makes more sense. That's what uh, that's what my friend who went to UC Santa Cruz for a second used to call it. Okay. Uh, Theodore says, Diamond stopping new comics. Thoughts? Uh, didn't hear about it until just now. Um, you is, know. That, is that accurate? Right? I don't know. Okay. Let, let, let's use it as a hypothetical. Uh, if Diamond were to stop new comics... Um, it makes sense given the fact that like most stores are closed, although comic book stores are in dire straits as it is, and many of them will not open again after their closures. And so they're all coming up with new ways to get your comics to you. Curbside pickup. I've seen uh, mail orders. I've seen even some that do delivery of yeah. orders over a certain number, uh, which is a really cool idea. Uh, I suggested when I talked to Joshua Williamson in an episode of Elseworlds Exchange, which will be airing very soon, um, that... It, it was from Adventures in Poor Taste. Okay. Well, they, they are in the pocket of big comics, so my guess would be that they are probably accurate. And um, it just came out 35 minutes ago. There you go. And I guess that would make... I mean, like, here's the thing. Like, 
there's a lot of factors that go into this when you think about it. It's like not only do there have to be people working in the warehouse to ensure that these shipments are going out, but there have to be people in print shops printing these as well. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily a cramped space because a lot of times like the machine does most of it, but you have to have people there spot checking, making sure that things are um, put in and like run the correct way, stapled the correct way, and then also packaged to be sent out to the distributors. It's a lot of people that you're requesting come into work when they may not be in a safe space yeah. to do that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. you're also damaging the livelihood of. That's the thing. It's so contingent on, like, everything is contingent on itself. Like, yeah. you'll notice that a couple of other publishers closed, or, you know, not closed forever, but closed uh, because they can't afford to pay their workers or yeah. they don't want to. Right. And so as or a they, result, they like, can't afford to like have books printed that aren't going to be picked up by like businesses. Yeah. Like if you're here in New Jersey, more likely your comic book store is closed right. because like the governor said it has to be. Yeah. And so those comp like those, but stores, those stores are open in terms of like being able to do certain things. Like, right. They're, they're, but they may not be ordering as much inventory knowing that that foot traffic isn't coming in. And mm -hmm. so now you go back to the comic book company who's like, well, I can't afford to pay everybody to create books that aren't going to be purchased right now. Yeah. So it's like, if Diamond does stop distributing or shipping comics, you know, it's going to hurt a lot of individuals, yeah. but like it could also help to save a lot of individuals. Yeah. And so like, I don't want to be the person making that choice. No, but gee whiz, now that Diamond is closing its doors for a minute, wouldn't it be nice to see a competitor show up? Uh, the Frank... It'd be the same thing though. You'd be putting people in I risk. Know. I'm just saying. There's always someone's always willing to do the job you're not. Mm -hmm. uh, the Frank Grant Morrison says, "Stuck in an airport in a country I have no visa for." <gasps> Good luck with that. Uh, heading for, for home after university, uh, closed later for flights home due to be suspended. Uh, internet's bad, so I can't catch this live, but not missing out on supporting you guys oh, for being you. all around amazing. Thank you, man. Dude, stay safe and stay sane. Like, and when I say that, I mean like. Don't take unnecessary risks. Don't take unnecessary risks. And, like, honestly, like, a lot of people in that type of situation, if they're in an airport with you, like, may not be in the best mental state because of the fact that they're panicking because they want to get to wherever they need to be. Mm -hmm. And so, like, just be safe and, like, be a person. Be a yeah. human. And, like, that doesn't mean, like, going over and making sure someone's taken care of. It just means, like, cutting some slack and hopefully getting that same in return. Exactly. Uh, Anthony Manzano helping us out. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, Ali Roger, uh, what's what's one album you could be stuck on an island with? I was stuck on an island one time with Metallica S and M's uh, disc one and two um, for a family vacation one time, and I listened to that thing like the whole time. Oh really? I was in high school, but like I listened to that album the entire time, and it was easy listening. Like oh. I was like, yeah, I could. But I mean, nice. it was two discs, and it was, but it was an or, you know, complicated stuff, and you know, it was Metallica plus orchestra, you know, cool stuff. Yeah, I, I was stuck on an island with that album, and it did provide the comfort I needed. So that's my answer. Um, <laughs> the soundtrack to Silent Hill Two, <laughs> because I want to put myself in a mental state there. I'm like, you know, upset and sad. I guess. Yeah. But I could. I I've listened to some of that music on loop. Oh, totally. Like like a crazy person. Right. Uh, Corey Hoyt says, uh, hey, guys, thanks for all your content. Do you have any plans for doing the Mandalorian on Savage Screen? Thanks for Safe Safe. Great idea. Should have done that. Uh, Savage Screen, it's always a teetering on the edge of being canceled, given the views. Uh, if 
you know, we'll see. Uh, we'll do at least one more episode of the show to see if it's going to survive. Probably Harley Quinn season two pilot episode or should, first episode. We should do, a, I don't know how to make this work, so I'm going to pitch something that may not ever be able to be worked. Uh, we should do a Patreon tier where you watch live with us. Oh, that'd be fun. We could do that. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I would love to. We've seen Mandalorian. It's amazing. It's the best. It's it, After Empire, for me, it's the best thing Star Wars ever made. It's so good. After Empire? Yeah. What about Jedi? Jedi's pretty good. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Concept Court, uh, though I'm already fortunate enough to work from home these days, one of the best parts is getting to catch you guys live again. Thanks for the consistent content, guys. Thank you, Concept Thank Court. You. Thanks for watching us live. Thanks. Digging your Atomic Robo logo. Yeah. Algie Try, Comic Pop, hell yeah. That's right. Kite Man. Uh, Jawan Fisher. Hey, can't stay. Got to go to work and got to work and be safe. Be safe, man. Yeah, you too. No, be careful. Uh, but thanks for hanging out with us and for yeah. your contribution. We really, really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Louis Lombard or Louis Lombard says, We need it's some Lombardi. more. Lombardi. Lombardi. I'm sorry. Uh, Louis Lombardi uh, says, We need some more Savage Screen from Harley Quinn involving Bane. All the commentary is <laughs> great, though. Appreciate the laughs. Thank you, man. Yeah. Oh. Is, this, is your card the, the Ace of Clubs? No. no. Fuck. <laughs> so great. I got to see Ben react to that live, yeah. and it was hilarious. Um, when did you guys watch that? Oh, well, you were, like, doing other things. While we were waiting for you, We wa he watched, like, three or four episodes in a row. <laughs> He's, we watched the whole show. He's catching up. Yeah, I know. But what, now Danielle can't catch up. She could, she could, I'll give her the password. She can watch it at home. No. Why? Oh. Well, there you go. Uh, so, yeah, moving on. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, all right, do Plunge. What? I, I'm not going to tell you the story for Plunge 2. Um, it's by uh, Joe Hill with art by Stuart Eminen. Um, the reason I'm not going to tell you the story for what happened here is because I just want you to go read it. I would literally spoil everything that happens here. Just know that this is possibly my favorite book that's coming out right now. And I do love something is killing the children. And that is also going to be coming up. And I, yeah. and I love that book and I love where this, it's going, but like, this is, I don't know. Maybe it's like that new, like fresh feeling of a brand new story. I think that's what it is. Um, but I also feel like the story is going to have a beginning, middle and end. And I don't know how long something is killing the children is going on for, for like necessarily, but yeah. like this comic, I was like page two of, and I was like, I can't wait for them to make this into a series. I hope that they do. Wow. Like, I really, like, typically I'm not that person who's like, oh, we need to take every story and turn it into, like, another medium. This, yes, 100%. Take this, make it into, like, a series on, like, HBO or, I guess, AMC or something like that. Just treat it well and, and just just do that. Just do that. Because it's, like, it's so good. It's so tight and, like, it's clearly laying the groundwork for a lot to come, and I can't wait to see how it's all going to fit together. Because it's like I have finally kind of gotten out of that, like, it's just the thing mentality. Right. Because, you know, obviously um, Hill was uh, inspired by that, but he's inspired by a lot of things, you know, from that time period in horror. Um, and while there are certain references like McCready and Clark and the dog and the look and, like, certain things... I think he's going to take this in a very different direction. And, like, he's doing that incredible weaving of, like... We have, like, a couple of different, like, plot threads, and we also have, like, a couple of different, like, we've got a group over here. They split up. Yeah. They split up. And, like, that's, like, number one, don't do that. Um, and each person's, like, discovering a little bit of what's going to become that full tale at the yeah. end. So I'm like, mmm, I can't wait. Fair enough. 
I'm pretty sure he's also inspired by Alien because I think there's a Burke or Aliens. I think oh. there's a Burke style character. Oh, cool. I'm like, what's um, what's uh, what's the uh, issue limit on this? I think I want to say it's five or six. Yay! It's not like twelve or not. No, I can't remember though. So like, don't quote me on that. I'm I. I honestly don't recall um what i think it's six i don't know why six is in my head yeah um should say it right there on the top left hand corner nope (laughs) well then it doesn't have a limit then they don't know all right because nor because dc did this new publishing initiative where they put all the they put it in the top left hand corner if they don't put it there Mm. then they don't know Yeah, yeah yeah um by the way if you want a uh cool hardcover bronze alternate version of exo manowar coming out on wednesday hashtag exo if you live in the U.S. and you want to stick around to the end, and also uh, you can email me your address. So hashtag XO. Get yourself this reflective, beautiful copy. I almost didn't do this the giveaway. I was like, this is cool. This is really great. I really like this. I'm going to keep this. I don't want to give it away. I was like, hey, guys at Valiant, uh, is this a giveaway or can I keep this? Like, it's a giveaway. You're like, are you sure? I'm like, oh. You're like, I'm going to stack the competition. <laughs> yeah, hashtag XO. <laughs> I'll just text Danielle and make sure she gives it to me. <laughs> just name a person who isn't there. Yeah, see, one of uh, previous world says it's one of six. All right, cool. Well, then DC's... Oh, that doesn't surprise me at all that DC's screwing up their own decisions. Well, that's only if that's what they're keeping up with. Yeah. So. Uh, while you get ready to tell us about Deadpool, I want to talk about Amazing Mary Jane from Lee Williams, Carlos Gomez, Zay Carlos, and Anamapola Martello. Uh, they didn't expect to get more than six issues, so we're here on issue six. It's the end of the, like, the last arc ended. Mary Jane's like, I gotta I got go back to New York, but I have a whole series. What the hell am I gonna do? Mm-hmm. So they they make up some shenanigans for her not to have to go to New York. Instead, she goes and gets stranded in Montana. Uh, a lot of conveniences, a lot of contrivances. Uh, the story is still consistent and fun, but they're trying to... Clearly, they were like, they had to pull shit together and be like, oh no, we didn't expect to get a series out of this. Uh, okay, I have a plot, but, like, we need an issue that explains us... How to get to that plot. So here's this garbage book. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I don't mean like garbage as in it is garbage. More like a garbage pie. Like, oh crap, it's the end of the night. We need to make a pizza. And we have all of these toppings. Throw them all onto it and someone will buy it. And someone did. And his name was me. And I bought it and ate it and it was fine. Like, you know. It was fine. Well, yeah, because well, a garbage pie isn't something that you necessarily want to order. But if you get it because you're hungry and it's like 11 at night and the pizzeria is closing, you're going to eat it. And I did because I know that it's a good pizzeria and they make good stuff. And the, tomorrow's pie will be just as will do will be way better. So this is a this is a fine issue, easily skippable, but also integrally important because it does launch Mary Jane into the next chapter. <laughs> but uh, if you want to keep Mary Jane's adventures going, you got to read this issue. So go pick it up. Okay. Mary Jane. Mary Jane. Well, amazing Mary Jane. She is amazing. <laughs> I like that cover because it's like not doesn't have the look of, but has the color palette and like. Like like stark white background of a Rockwell. Yes, painting. it's very Norman Rockwell. But like the style isn't there. No. Which I was like, that's kind no, of no. It just cool. evokes that feeling, but it doesn't have. To, but it doesn't, it doesn't ape off. Of yeah, that. exactly. Uh, so Deadpool number four came out. Yeah. And I realized I, I I was like I'm pretty sure I'm one issue behind, and I was. So I read issue three. Sure. Which then let me read issue four. Um, because that's how things go. Yeah. And uh, it? it's Kelly Thompson with art by Chris Pocciolo. Yeah. Uh, it's like a dream team for me, honestly. Uh, the art is fantastic in this i love um Bosch's panel layouts his use of like negative space at times and like his action which is like not something that you may be used to saying about him if you know him more for the aaron mm-hmm. um 
run of yeah. like Doctor Strange. There was some action in it, but not quite like this because this issue is the end of his fight with Craven. Oh yeah, son that's of right. Craven. Right, Craven's clone. Yeah. Son. By the way, uh, how many panels does Chris Boschel use an actual photograph in the background? None. What? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he uses this really cool treatment, like using the night sky as like this total total black and like then making the trees like this really light color that's great it's just really cool looking um because that's the thing i've noticed he's been doing yeah he did that a lot in dr strange but i haven't seen it so much here um we get a like basically like in the last issue it was like we revealed that in fact um elsa bloodstone did use like a special dart she took these bullets and she bathed them in the blood of this demon which then gave them teleporting power so he just went to like a hellscape for a little bit and then came back and was like i hate you oh that's fun that's where uh, nightcrawler has to go that's where he is when i don't he know teleports. if it was limbo well when tell when nightcrawler teleports he has to go that's why he smells of brimstone right but like I, I don't know what dimension he went to necessarily it's like wherever the specific demon sure. was from so regardless he's right. like ah his guard like all the monsters like you know um was it Manwolf? Yeah. No, it's not Manwolf. I can't remember. Is it Werewolf by Night? Oh, Werewolf by Night. Is it? Yeah, Manwolf is John Jameson. Yeah, it's a Werewolf moon by crystal. Night. Yes. Well, because I'm trying to remember, because like, in that issue, Deadpool has trading cards, because you know he has all those pouches. That's, that's where he keeps his trading cards. He's like, that's why I have these. Yeah, he uses trading those. trading card-sized pouches. And I'm like, that's hilarious. That's great. Because what else would be in there? I think he uses those for Squirrel Girl or something like that. Yeah, he has other ones, but these are the monster ones. Yeah, that's like, great. He he's like he's like I used to write these, but they fired me, and now some like basement dweller <laughs> writes them instead. And like so, we get like that treatment in the last issue. Um, this one for Jeff. He's like, wow, how do they get these out so fast? <laughs> <laughs> but like he, we learn all their powers that way, and then he sends them away. Like they find out that um, oh, what's his name? Collab. Okay. Collab. <laughs> who's like the pink big guy okay he's actually like a series of tiny man babies put together oh um but he has like a teleportation like thing like a like a hole in him basically okay. and so they all take that and they like a wormhole or something yeah he tricks them to leaving because he doesn't want them to risk themselves for him and i was like oh cool look at temple having a little bit of growth here and then he fights craven on his own but it turns out it was all a trick all those guys come back and then deadpool basically leads him to the edge of like the water the i guess the river okay and he's just like you know i have an army and like i'm smart enough to know to use it and he's just like yeah but your army barely took me down he's like i'm not talking about that and then all those stripy tentacles that like botch loves drawing shoots up out of the water and just grabs craven and he's like talking to deadpool like can i eat him because he tried to eat other people Ah. he's like yeah no go for it oh you know you can go ahead he's like this is two birds one stone right here yeah and so it just takes craven away so Craven's dead? No. <laughs> no. So fake Craven is dead and they have to bring back old Craven again? Yeah, exactly. So then we see like uh, Deadpool burying everybody. Remember the bird guy at the beginning? Yeah. Like, yeah. He feels really bad about that and he's just like, he's, he's really like a friend. Yeah. And he's like, this sucks. He's like, you killed him for like no reason. Yeah. Like, you suck. Right. And so then he buries him and he's like, he's going to abdicate, abdicate the throne. Yeah. He's like, I shouldn't do this. And Bloodstone's like, you're just going to run away? <laughs> Like, what the hell's the matter with you? And he's like, I know what you're trying to do. It's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, yeah, but none of them think you can do it. So why don't you just go tell them, like, why you can do it? And he's like, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Puts crown back on head. <laughs> and then we see the, um like, this, like, afterwards. Remember they were making that commercial with, um like, showing, like, how great yes. the monsters were. And how it was like, come on over. Like, yes. It's fine. And Captain America showed up. Right, and he's like, don't do that. Yeah, so, like, they have him there, and, like, it's clearly a voiceover that says, like, I think it is great. <laughs> and then, like, it's like, a, hey, and if, if Captain America thinks it's great, and he truly is America's ass, nah. so, like, you should probably come on over here. It's awesome. And Cap's like, 
now I gotta sue Deadpool. <laughs> so we just see that, like, in, like, Alaska or someplace cold, like, the tentacles spit him out, and, like, Craven's like, cool, I'm coming back for you. Okay, Craven. well, we'll see you next time. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, whatever. All right. Um, but... It's just a fun book. Uh, like, it just kind of wraps up that, like, initial adventure for Wade being the king of the monsters, remaining in that role, and then we'll see where he goes. Like, we got rid of all that, and, like, he's clearly made connections with his, like, guard. Yeah. And it's kind of cool. He's got, like, a little team, and we see him, like, taking that slight bit of responsibility. Right. It's also, like, a cool, like... They talk a little bit about how, um, like, Craven and he are going back and forth, because, like, Craven can't help himself. He's just constantly, like, on. Like, right. Just, like... Mm. And he's, like... He keeps calling him, like foolish because he's just constantly bantering and he's just like i've lived through enough stuff that like this is one of the few joys is making fun of people like you <laughs> and he's just like a lot of people think it's like like protection or like you know like a, a mechanism yeah he's just like nope it's right. just where i find my happiness mm-hmm. and i'm like that's kind of cool yeah i like, dig that so like i really like this book i really like the way kelly thompson writes the characters in this book a lot of them do have like their own separate voice i know like she can have like a you know, like snappy, sassy sort of way of writing certain characters, but she happens to just take on a lot of those characters where it suits. You know right. what I mean? Like yeah. when you think about Rogue and Gambit, they had a lot of like banter and like, you know, wisecracking at one another. Yeah. It fits for those characters. Deadpool, it fits for Deadpool. The other characters that surround him, they, not, not, not they, so much, but... they react to him instead. Exactly. And so like, that's what I really like about her is like, they, Marvel clearly knows her strengths. Yeah. And she also can write other things. So I dig this book. Um, I guess next issue would be a good time if you want to jump on because it would clearly be the start of like the next arc for Deadpool. Cool. Deadpool. Deadpool. Um, yeah. Let's get into some super chats while we get ready for the next one. Sure. Um, there's quite a few, which is really great. Thank you, everybody. You guys are too kind. Um saying your name so i think it's that yeah phil phil garnhart says i just wanted to say thanks and wish you well i've had a rough week broke up with my girlfriend oh. and being home makes it harder and you all make it easier and brighten my day so thank you for everything sorry about that so sorry um you know but usually it's for the best and uh, you know it doesn't always feel like it no. initially um depending on how it went i hope it was amicable i hope yeah. it was both like you know hope it wasn't devastating yeah but even if it was like right now it's gonna sting and it's gonna suck and it might suck for a bit but there you come out the other side of it exactly and i know like being home it's like oh like typically you be able to distract yourself by like either going out someplace or like whatever just take this opportunity to do some stuff that you dig you know what i mean yeah. like that yeah that, do stuff do stuff for you yeah uh, Will I am golden? Uh, sup, guys? A little something for you, oh. and it sucks. I'm the only. I'm one of the schmucks that have to work on this in this mess. To stay safe. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, dude. Um, you stay safe. Yeah, for real. But when like, you don't feel safe, like tell them, and you don't feel safe, and they usually go like, "Oh shit!" And then they let you do your thing. Yeah, so. no, but seriously, like take care of you first and foremost because like if you don't take care of you you can't continue to work and you know what i mean like yeah don't put yourself in a position um where you a don't feel safe and b aren't safe yeah ollie roger who's your dream partner for, on a tandem bicycle ride ah that is so sad because i'm so bad at riding a bicycle yeah, i was I thinking like a like a celebrity or something like that oh because like obviously you'd be my answer but i was like i thought it was going to be like in terms of like oh. ha 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 no Oh, I had my I had my answer for that. Oh, what is it? It would be Ryan Reynolds because I assume he's fit enough that he could pull the bike by himself. Yeah, he probably could. 
Absolutely. So, like, I would be on the back. I'd be like, you're good. Yeah. I'm totally pedaling back here. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. got this. Reynolds would be pretty great. Yeah. He's I'll, also... t- I'll take Hemsworth then. There you go. Chris, you of go. course. Yeah, I know. But I'm just, I was literally thinking in terms of, like, who would, could pull the bike without me having to pedal? Yeah. Because I'm bad at biking. Right. But otherwise, it would be you. Oh, thanks. Yay. <laughs> uh, just don't put me in front where we'd have to steer or, or stabilize yes uh cast the last the whole state of pennsylvania is on lockdown unrelated question though will you go into characters of boomerang on back issues maybe the superior foes no uh superior foes might appear on back issues if like let's say spider-man 3 is about the superior foes of spider-man there you go so i'm a like terrible person because cast the last yesterday totally gave a cheer for what i was playing a, or a shout out in um oh on your on twitch, twitch channel. and i was in the midst of a doom fight and i didn't hear it or notice it oh. until way later and i don't know if they were still there when i did read it so i wanted to say thank you now that i know that you're here <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> uh, cash money in the bank says i've been catching up on idw's ghostbusters on sales recommendation Loving nice it. thanks for being you even in tough times here's some good vibes thank you very much thank cash you. money and thanks for taking my recommendation yeah man eric burnham uh you know one of the top two three ghostbusters ghostbusters writers of all time now you know harold ramus dan Aykroyd, ivan reitman eric burnham uh and uh and yeah i and who doesn't love dan Schoening's art i know uh christian Pereira says greetings from france since i'm locked at home like everyone here i'm counting on you to keep me entertained thankfully you never disappoint keep up the great work but mostly stay safe uh merci uh we appreciate it christian uh stay well i was entertaining yeah i know we, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but thank you very much for your contribution and uh for watching us yeah and, and, for, and for letting us hang out with you while you're while you're in isolation so uh keep it up yeah yeah yeah. keep up the isolation <laughs> yeah yeah i'm trying to think of something that's like you know french like you know like saying something that like will be inspiring all I, all you can say is like you know about the resistance, but that's a yeah. Help. Viva! <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got nothing. Yeah. Thank, thank you. I was gonna say mert because it's like a Latin, but that's a Latin expression that means like you know good fortune, but it also means like shit that's, in France. That's merd. Yeah. Is shit. Moon Knight 32 can't stay because unfortunately <laughs> I'm working in a lab means no extra work, extra time right now. On the plus side, I get to walk around with a mask doing dumb Bane voices all day and annoying my colleagues. Be yeah! Safe. That's amazing. <laughs> well, definitely be careful over yeah. there. But good for you to find that silver lining. Yeah. Like, for real. You should definitely be like, That's oh. Alex. You don't have to do this because you got it on. Yeah, you got it on. You can be like, uh, I am this laboratory's reckoning. I'm really glad you have they... my permission to experiment. <laughs> I'm glad that they didn't because it would have definitely seen, seen as a cash grab. But could, it wouldn't have been funny if DC had gotten into the making masks that look like Bane's mask. Right. But you could have said bon chance, but I think bon that chance. means good luck. But like that might be taken the wrong way. Mm, thank you. <laughs> uh, Dr. Comic, I hope you're reading Aquaman's current run. Aquaman and Mara's baby girl's born, but for some reason she's named Andy. Still, I love Deconic's run. Yeah, I hear great things. I just, I just haven't had a chance. Maybe it's like Andrea. Hmm. That'd be cool. Who's Andy McDowell, McDonald, whatever her name is. She was uh, an actress. It's Annie. Yeah, a- Annie McDonald. That doesn't matter. Who yeah, cares? they they could be named. Yeah, I, I I saw the panel in which she was born, and I was like, that's really cool. Oh. Uh, Jack Rudy, uh, thanks for the stream. Have to go to work tomorrow. Construction is essential. 
I'm confused, but thanks again, and wish me luck. Good luck, Definitely man. Definitely good luck. Not yeah, we need, only, we need buildings now. Not only because of, like, the potential for obviously getting ill, um, but you're in construction, so that's obviously, like, a, you know, that's a potentially dangerous position to be in especially if other people are distracted so definitely be careful out yeah, there yeah definitely uh let's talk about robin's 80th anniversary look at him up there punching me in the head yeah ow um man okay oh, so way. like it's funny how like dc how, how dc has like is are the stewards of some of the most iconic characters and 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 legacies of all time and are like horribly embarrassed by them the like logo the the title for this is robin 80th anniversary of course uh, the the Action Comics 1000, Detective Comics 1000, those sold well. Mm-hmm. And those are the only two books that are hitting 1,000. So uh, I still want to make those numbers. So let's just celebrate their 80th anniversaries. Uh, Wonder Woman 750! Aha! Robin, uh, 80th anniversary! Aha! I'll try well, the same number. The Robin one I can understand. They just did Batman's. I know. Like, well, they did Detective 1000. Yeah, but wasn't it like the year of the bat? Wasn't yeah. It his, is it 80th? 85th? I think it was 80th, 80th, yeah. Yeah, so like, I can see this... Being like a yeah, because it would be like a year or two later. But it's also part of like that bat. I agree. You know, I know lineage. I know, but it's also a cash grab. And uh, but the logo is the Tim Drake Robin logo. They're the title. Mm-hmm. It could use the logo and the title itself. Uh, I saw them try really hard to use this. Like they rearranged it when mm-hmm. they debuted Tim Drake as Drake. Right. And they just couldn't do it because like they don't have like this font in their in their computers for some right. reason. Um, but, and, and it failed. But I just want to really talk, really quick talk about this because like, this is Tim Drake's title. Like he earned this title. This is his. They developed it for him. And then they're like, oh, fuck Tim Drake for like years now. Yeah. And you're, but you want to use the stuff you like, right? Mm-hmm. It just it drives me crazy because it's like it's it's having your cake and eating it too. It's like eat me. How about that? Like it just drives me nuts because it's just like that's his. And we were talking about this in another show that you'll see later, not this week's back issues, but next week's back issues, where you talk about the Robin logo. Yeah. Like the R, and I love the R, like the 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 Dick Grayson R. Where it's just a, but it, at the end of the day, it's a letter R in a circle. Like yeah. there's there's nothing graphic about it besides the fact that it is like in a block lettering. Yeah. It's not until Tim Drake that they made a logo for Robin where they actually did something. And it's funny because, like, back in the day when I was a kid and this, like, was a thing, I thought, like, oh, the isn't that, like, kind of just 90s? Like, doesn't it feel kind of 90s? But, like, right. it's I think it stood the test of time in a big way Okay. because they keep using it mm-hmm. and because it never stops looking good. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I never get tired of looking at this logo. Mm-hmm. And I want to see it on every subsequent Robin costume, except for the the classics. Right, like the, right, the, right. The, the Dick Grayson, Jason Todd costumes, they get the, the R. Mm-hmm. It's not until they evolve the Robin character and his costume that he, like, earned a logo. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it, there it is. Hey, like, I love that logo. Don't screw with it. But keep it. But what do you, you, you're, a, you're a graphic designer. What do you think of this logo? And, and talk more about like how it reflects on this character a little bit. Because you were talking a little bit on the last show about it. But we didn't get a chance to really dedicate time to talking about like Robin's kind of like 
place in pop culture and how like he kind of warrants his own design even though he is like a supplement to batman sure you know he also is a character in his own right as the book has has portrayed i love by the way this cover yeah um the cover itself is just like it uses negative space to fill up robin's red batman's cape you just see the tail end of it yeah it's yeah, really yeah, cool yeah, yeah, no absolutely it's a gorgeous cover no it is it is good i mean like again i complained about this last time when you showed this cover yeah but i wish they had put the logo at the bottom yes which i know they don't do that's not they have done they, it they can do it anywhere they can they do could, it any way they want i just wish they had done that i agree um but honestly like i gotta tell you the robin logo like i like the r being stylized mm-hmm. i like the the rest of it being stylized a little bit less yeah if we're gonna if we want to talk about well because you like i just i think it's because they never planned on making it like sure. they were like we got the r and then it's like you got to put the, the whole name right now there is something to be said though about like stylizing like that and it does give you that like sense of like high flying action mm-hmm. which i associate more with dick grayson Right. Not that Robin isn't like doing his thing, but like because of his history. So like for me, I'm like, oh, that fits a little bit more with him. Yeah. Especially having that edge to it because like inevitably Robin ends up becoming a man who is like a little like, Batman, you got to chill the hell out. Right. You know what I mean? Like there is something about like the the sharpness of some of it that I feel like doesn't fit with Tim Drake. Mm -hmm. But that R, when you see it standing on its own there, it's genius. And I love it. I just feel like they didn't need to do as much treatment to the As a kid, I loved drawing it. They are. It's easy to draw. It's that's, great. That's a good sign, by the way, yeah. that you have something iconic. If it's like, if it has this very distinct feel that feels like nothing else, but you can easily draw it right. in very few lines. And like, certainly you could say like, it has like, oh, it's almost like a Robin's beak or whatever. Sure. But what I always liked about Robin was that like, he wasn't really bird themed. Yeah. He's an, he's acrobat themed. Although we were talking about this just the other day. Because yes. we were talking about how like around here up until today, spring was coming and then it like. And low, then it, then it snowed. It like snowed kind of. Kind of not really, but like it snowed. It there was, there was snow there was on my snow. car. It snowed. Um, but like the idea that like a when you see a robin, especially flying upwards, it's the sign that spring is coming. And we yes. and like I was like, that's interesting if you think about Batman because like Batman comes upon Robin at a time where he starts to find hope again, right? In a sense, and so like Robin is like that spring. And I was like, that's kind of cool. Yeah, like spring <laughs> has come to Batman. Yeah, I love that. Uh, the Robin 80th anniversary has what was it? Uh, Two, four, six, eight, ten Robin stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all just like it's a Batman story, but with Robin kind of like being the focus and Batman like doing stuff in the background, <laughs> kind of like a like a Peanuts ca- a cartoon where sure. you got the kids and you can hear the noise in the background. That's Batman. Right now, are uh, they all being Robin or are they? They're all being Robin, or it's about Nightwing. Okay. But Nightwing is reflecting right, on but being Robin. I'm seeing Tim Drake here as Red Robin. Yes, uh, for some reason, because James Tynion the Fourth is uh, the one who wrote the the Tim Drake story. He, it's one of those things where he clearly has to reconcile the two halves of himself. For on one hand, and I've seen this said before by him, I, that's his favorite Robin. And on the other, he is a hired gun by the company. Right. So he needs to like part, like he needs to pay homage to his favorite character while also marginalizing him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Red Robin is part of that. Uh, the only thing is that I do appreciate in that particular story that in, in which Tim Drake is Red Robin is that he acknowledges he was Robin. And then when Damien came, he changed his name to Red Robin because he's not Robin anymore. Um, this is part of the reason, of course, and it gets to the heart of why I hate Damien so much. And it's because he's superfluous and because he supplants. You know, Jason Todd died. Then Tim came. Yeah. It wasn't that, like, Damien showed up because Grant Morrison was like, ooh. And then 
that screwed up everything else. Yeah. You know, like, regardless of what you've done with him later, Tomasi, blah, like, he supplanted the people who came before and upset the theming that was going on in this fictional character. So it's okay to maintain theming. Like, you know, it's, it's like telling your kid, like, you know, your, your friend who had kids, like, oh, you can't have a fourth kid. That screws up the theming of your family. Like, that's real life. This is fake. You can kill off or not invent characters yeah. to preserve, you know, your, your visual, you know, thematic elements. But uh, yeah, uh, although interestingly enough, there's also a Stephanie Brown story in here. Because um, she was Robin for like a hot second. Because she was Robin for a hot second in this story. But is where's like, the Carrie Kelly one? There isn't one. There know. isn't a Carrie Kelly story. Can you believe that? Can I, you believe they didn't call Frank Miller and say, can you write a three-page Carrie Kelly story? He's like, no, I can write a 12 one though. No, please don't. <laughs> sure thing. And then it turned into a friggin' sequel to Dark Knight again. <laughs> Oops. You know, you know he's, I mean, like, that's probably what happened. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you got it. That's nah, 80 pages. We asked for three, Frank. Oh, well, I guess you'll have to publish it. You're That's not what he sounds like, by the way. He's no. much more soft-spoken. Yeah, he doesn't tell anything But he like writes that. like that. Yeah, that's true. I love this page. Isn't like that the, a great I like page? This page it's his suit. I like it better than the cover. Oh, yeah. Because it, it's just clever. Yeah. This is such a great page. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. It also highlights the versatility of uh, the the new DC logo versus like that stupid like flappy page one. Sure. Where they were like, oh, we got it now. We figured it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, um, yeah, uh, we'll show it to you. Look at that. It's it's a visual like, ugh, yeah, no, it's very graphic. The cover was by Lee Weeks and Brad Anderson, but the- it doesn't say who did the interiors. That's fine. I and mean, that's just whoever's on staff. Well, whoever's on staff, staff nailed it. Gets it. Yeah. It's just really, I'm just like, wow, I'm just staring at it. Yeah. Anyway. I don't want to talk much about the stories. They're all kind of like, they're, okay. All the stories are completely disposable and make, and add nothing to the mythos. It is a cash grab entirely. Sure. But. But if you're a Robin fan, like, is this something you. If you're a Robin fan, you're like, woo, it's just a celebration. But like, nothing is added. Nothing is contributed. Nothing's new. Um, but you do get like Marv Wolfman wrote a little bat or wrote a little Robin story okay. about Dick Grayson, and that's really cool that Marv Wolfman did it. And hey, he's got the chops; he can still do it. Right. Chuck Dixon got a chance to write it. You got Scott McDaniel drawing stuff. Dan Jurgens, uh, Tom Grummet got to draw that uh, that that Marv Wolfman story. Do and I... Tom Grummet hasn't drawn anything in a long time, at least at, in a DC comic. Right, right. And that's really cool to see. And like. You know, I, I I loved Tom Grummet's art when I was a kid. And seeing it here, you can see the shades of his greatness in it. Uh, what were you going to say? I was going to say, is that a Tim Seeley, Tom King team up? Yes, it is. Wow. That's an interesting pairing. Oh, yeah. No, I know. For for a few pages. Yeah, for a few pages. Uh, but yeah, so it, it, it's it's good. Um, the Tim Drake story, uh, you know, uh, Adam Beechin did one, wrote one, and Tyne and the Fourth did the other one. Um, I'm seeing a lot of third good. Druid. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm seeing a lot of good artists here. Like uh, Dustin Nguyen is yep. there, and like Jorge Jimenez. Like that's cool. Ramon Villalobos, good stuff. Yeah, like, it, it, it's it's a it's a fine uh, celebration compliment to the mythos. Okay. Um, and hopefully, more importantly, it will add as like a conversation about the character. Right, right, right. Because I think that's important. Uh, hashtag XO, get yourself a copy of this cool cover. What? Oh, just to remind people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and it is, for those who are just joining us, it is a metal cover. Oh, yeah. A bronzish metal cover. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I guess we could talk about Outlaw number one from Marvel Comics. This is, for all its purposes, Civil War 3, but they know at this point if we call it Civil War 3, no one will buy it. No, so you definitely want to put characters in it who were a part of Civil War mm-hmm. to make them not think about that. Yeah. Well, no, these characters, Nova, Young Nova. These, these, I'm not these... talking about them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I read this too. Right. Okay, great. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. So this is literally Civil War Three. Uh, it's from Eve Ewing and Kim Jacinto. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the concept here is literally just like it's teenage Civil War. Uh, an inciting incident takes place. A piece of legislation is passed. Uh, a character is marginalized, and Spider-Man's caught in the middle of it. It checks all the boxes. It but does. Like, I think I think Marvel needs to stop doing Civil Wars, even if you're not calling it that. Yeah, they need to stop. Like it's just like. You know, the concept that you did the first time was, like, so different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, we've seen it a million times, but, like, it was so successful. It was successful. Um, that it was, like, just stop there. Like, it's okay to stop. <laughs> it's okay to trust your own nickname, the House of Ideas, that you'll come up with something. Yeah. Well, no, because the buzz about Empire wasn't big enough. Sure. How about if we just do Civil War Three or, yeah. Ju- or Civil War Junior? And call it something else, though. That way no one calls us, like, derivative. Like, it's just right. another Civil War. My concern, too, is that, like, not only did they put in characters from the first Civil War, but Captain Marvel is there, who was a big part of the Civil War too, And a casualty of it in and, a big way. Exactly. And Captain America is there, who was clearly part of, like, the first... You know what I mean? Like, it's just... It's giving you all the signs that this is a Civil War without having the courage to call it that. Yep. And having that moment of, like, why did you do this? Yep. Like, why did you do like, it was also, another Civil like, War? It was also much dumber. Yeah. Like, you know, the kids are getting together to talk about blah, and so they're all going to meet up, and then the dragon attacks them, and then Viv is marginalized for the umpteenth time because we can't go a day without fucking over Tom King's Vivian, Vivian character. Like, I don't yeah. know. I don't want to waste too much time talking about it. It's, it's a disappointment, to be sure, um, but it's also, like... It's it's either lame or derivative, or maybe it's both. It's a derame or a lame derivative. I don't know what you'd call it, but whatever it is, I don't want it. Mm. It it does the best it can with these clear marching orders. It's like when I when a Civil War two like Civil War two is garbage, mm-hmm. just straight up hot trash. But David Marquez. And Justin Ponzer made it look amazing. Mm-hmm. And you can't say it's garbage because it looked good. Yeah. Just because it came from nowhere, added nothing, only hurt the mythos, and created characters that nobody wanted, doesn't mean that it has to be entirely bad. Mm-hmm. The art made it yeah. worth looking at. But everything else about it actually makes it worse because then you made Dave Marquez and Justin Ponzer no longer with us draw and color things that weren't terrific. Yeah. Or things you didn't want or need. Right. And we're here again. Yeah. Now, I I guess what this does do is bring up an interesting idea, which is that you have... All right, so, like, kids aren't allowed to drive cars. Right. But you have these, like, super-powered children Mm -hmm. doing things. You know what I mean? Like, it's like we, as, like, humans, go, like, hey... Don't, you can't do this, 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 or this until you get to a certain age and you totally understand, like, the ramifications of your actions. Because it's yes. like, you're kind of crazy when you're young. Right. I was. 
<laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, so like then you tack on like superpowers and it's like when you're in an institution like the X-Men, it works because it's like, well, technically they're at school. Right. <laughs> or on a crazy sex island. <laughs> like technically they're supervision. Yeah. Um, and so like, I kind of understand the base concept of this. I just don't like the fact that it's clearly creating another civil war. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I think they're going to detract from something that's kind of a nice, like a neat idea to explore Mm -hmm. by doing this. Yeah. You know, like it completely like distracts you from like, oh, like here's a story that could be told. Yeah. I also really love, um, it's funny because this could be a really cool like arc in Spider-Man. The reason why I say that is because Civil War 1, the the biggest moment from it was an afterthought that Joe Quesada pitched to punctuate issue two or three in which Spider-Man reveals his identity, right? Mm-hmm. He says in his monologue, I've been Spider-Man since I was 15 years old. Spider-Man was the first teenage superhero mm-hmm. of any worth and merit. Yeah. Uh, particularly in pop culture. Like, someone's going to freaking be like, actually, so-and-so was. And it's like, yes. And that's why I definitely mentioned him. But like, <laughs> Spider-Man was like, Marvel's teenage superhero. He's also the best superhero. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it said it on the cover of his book for many months. It, he's a shining example, he's, but he also killed his college girlfriend, right? Like, yeah, he's a good example of how that works yeah. and doesn't. Yep. yep. He would have the most to say about it, especially as an adult. Yep. Like, do I want 20 Spider-Mans running around? Yeah. With my guilt, probably not. Right. You know? That would be a really cool... But just through that lens. Yeah. Through the Marvel Universe lens, like, does Iron Man give a shit? I mean, right now he's a million years in the past or some crap and Mephisto's his dad. Like, who cares? But, like, does do does, does Hulk have an opinion about this? Does anybody? Could anybody? Right. And, I mean, like, yeah, I think you're correct, though. It would have to be those who have been... There. Who's been... Who's been in that position. And it's, like, it's interesting that they bring up, I guess, in this, like, that yeah. um, Nadia... Right. Is like, was raised in the Red Room. And it's like, well, then I guess you could also ask Black Widow. But we all know what she's going to say. Yeah. Don't do it. She's going to say, am I a clone? Didn't I die in Secret yeah, what Empire? Happening? What's happening with me? Everyone just kind of forgot. But you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, I see what you mean. Like, this could have been like a, a not necessarily an event for Spider-Man, but like just an a arc. story. Yeah. Like a literally a four or five issue story. Yeah. They did a whole story, which was written by Tom Taylor, by the way, called Immortal Hulk Great Responsibility. In which Spider-Man gets the Hulk's powers. It's an arc, kind of, but its own thing. Yeah. Um, they could have just done that. Yeah. By the way, I read that. It's great. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, but but yeah, I, I feel like, and again, like, they just put too many breadcrumbs that, like, are making sure you immediately, if you weren't already oh, thinking Civil War. Speedball's in it. And he goes like, this is for your own good. Trust me. Remember that time I killed all those people? Like, remember that time I put on that S&M bondage costume where I got stabbed and all with, with spikes that counted the same amount of souls that I killed and stabbed? Like, what kind of bullshit is that? Like, how? Like, either it's in horribly poor taste or, yeah. like, it's tone deaf. Right. But it's like, I, I you know, like... It- you, you didn't have to. You didn't have to put in all the civil war. But stuff. instead, now, like you took this thing that could be like an, a sensible conversation, right? And yeah. you've put this, this 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 magnifying glass on it that will only highlight its blemishes. Mm-hmm. So, congratulations in your desperate 
mad dash for more money. Yeah. You've only served to alienate your audience further and potentially hurt some of your most profitable characters. Can you imagine what happens with Kamala after this? Since Feige's developing a friggin' Kamala show. Maybe this is actually a Kamala pitch. Maybe Feige was like, okay, you gotta make Kamala bigger. More I, national. Oh, I, well, I guess, but I mean, I don't know. Because he's, I don't know. I'm just saying he's chief creative officer. Right yeah, now. and I mean, like, obviously, I don't know what this is really going to be setting up for what their intention is to come out of this. Like, right. I'm not really sure what Marvel is expecting to get out of this, other than to just have been like, there. It's not technically a civil war. No, it's called Outlawed. And I'm sure that characters will not fall on different sides of the argument and fight each other physically. Give me a break. <laughs> Uh, that was outlawed. Talk about the something that's killing those children. It's not killing those children. It's killing the children. Yes, I know. Um, something is killing the children. Number six came out this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wait. We didn't do Super Chats. I'm sorry. Oh. Well, it still came out this week. Well, you know, keep doing it. Never mind. Okay. All right. Yeah. I was just like, oh, crap. We should probably do some of these. We, they've been, yeah. Um, yeah, we did that one. Did not do that one. Debashish Mahaptra says, I'm an illustrator, and when I moved to Canada five years ago and didn't know anyone, your channel is the only thing that gave Aww. me comfort and kept motivating to create. Still do. Love you guys. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you so that much. Thank you keep creating. Seriously. Yeah, keep working. You're That's amazing. Good for you. Yeah, like, yeah. That means a lot. Oh, and obviously, like you know, I'm working from home for you right now, probably. Not hopefully so work. change. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> uh, Meow Nian says, Grayson without Midnighter, that's no fun. Ha ha. I guess that's true. <laughs> Yeah, well, it was a... Was, was most of uh, Dick Grayson's Nightwing stuff his butt in panels? No. Oh. No, it was not. It was drawn by Jurgen, so no. It should have just been like, buttwing. Yeah. Buttwing. <laughs> uh, Nick from Pluto. What's up, Sal and Tiff? Some bucks from my favorite channel. I'm oh. really enjoying catching Tiff's Doom streams on Twitch. Thank you. Twitch.tv slash TV. Tiffany's playing Doom Eternal. Check it out. I am. I am. We're, we're playing Doom Eternal. There's a lot. There's a little bit of a... They're adding a lot. Yeah. But still, it feels good. Classic sounds. Yeah, that's what makes you're playing. That's it, what makes the you're difference. You're playing it with cra- classic sounds. Yeah. Uh, Rosh Patel, work in retail at the moment, and the only consolation is you guys that are live. Really appreciate you guys. Really appreciate you, Rosh. Thank you so much. I'm sorry you work in retail. That sucks. Be careful. Don't take any unnecessary risks. Wear gloves. Everyone's doing it. Don't feel like you don't have to do that. Literally, like, I know we're all practicing social distancing. We had to go to Target to grab things, so we did, like, a pre-order thing so that we didn't have to, like, interact with as many people or, like, you know, anything like that. Went there, went to pick it up. I did the thing where I was like, I stood as far away from the counter as possible, not only for myself, but for them. Yeah. Because they don't know me. Right. They don't know that I'm fine. Yeah. No, 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 I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, like, I'm so my like, allergies. I stood way back there, and, like, the two people behind the counter, one girl had gloves on, and she was like, we found a box of gloves. <laughs> and so, like, they had them squirreled away in the back. Nice. I was like, oh, my God. But, like, that that way, like, she could feel safe. Yeah. Just working. And I was like... This is this is horrific, yeah. and I felt like a jerk because we bought a new coffee pot, and I'm like, <laughs> I had to get my coffee. Oh, I'm terrible. It is really good though. Yeah, it is fantastic. And she did the safe thing where she signed for me. Oh, great! Like I, like I had already paid online, and she just signed it. She was like, uh, uh-uh. and I'm like, cool, thank you, thank you, bye, thank you. Don't touch me. I won't touch you. Ali Roger, how exactly do you tell if a superhero is underage? Like, do you guess? Hey, you, you've got a baby face. Heads up, young, <laughs> hands up, young looking person. Yeah, I, I don't know, right? Like, right? the only way you can enforce it is if, like, like you had a superhuman registration act. Right, which is weird, because in this book, everybody seems to know who... Kamala like, Khan? Like, who's Narkin? Yeah, what? There's, like, all these, like, super, like, kids being rounded up, and I'm like, what? How... I don't know. It's weak. 
Right. And uh, also, like, what rules are you going by? Is it just in the U.S.? Right. Is it? Is, who's enforcing it? Shield? No, they, they don't exist anymore. Is. Oh, that's right. Cradle. Get it? That sucks. <laughs> The Other World, according to Bob, helping us out. Thank you very much, Thank you. Bob. And that's it. Uh, let's move on. Back to Something's Killing the Children. Sorry. Hi. Back to, back to this. Uh, back to the children murder. So, <laughs> something's Killing the Children, number six, came out. So um, if you hadn't had a chance to catch up, or this is one of those um, series that you just kind of miss, but you like horror, you can actually grab the first volume of this. Yeah. Um, I have a beautiful copy of it, but you can also get it on Comixology digitally someplace. You could grab it, get issues one through five, catch on up. By the way, if you are in the continental United States, I think it's actually just if you are in the U.S. or U.S. territories, yeah. you can get Comixology Unlimited for a limited time for free. Oh, no way. In your trial run of <gasps> Comixology Unlimited. Ooh, there you go. That's a great, again, these trial runs, this is the time to take advantage of them. If you're at home and you've got nothing else going on, just make sure you cancel them. If yes. You, unless, if you want to. Unless, um, you know. Unless you plan on I certainly have, like, gone on to trials and then completely forgotten. Yep, and then being like, oops. Oops. Like, we have an Amazon, the yes, extra Amazon music, music thing, and I just never canceled it. I, I know. was like, I use it too much. Ah, I use too much. I assumed that you did that. I, I, I realized it one day, and I was like, oops. Oh, well. Um, so this is kind of like a little like. Who does it? Oh, this is uh, by James Tynan the Fourth with art by uh, Werther Deladra. Yes, that's right. Deladera. 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 Yeah, Werther. Not Deladra. Deladera. Not yeah. what I said before. The real thing instead. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to make sure we got all the. Yeah. No. No. Especially no. on indie books. And it is. It's by Boom Studios. We don't talk a whole lot about Boom, except lately I have been talking a lot about Boom. Yeah. Um, this book is awesome. <laughs> like, I, I do love this book. Like I said, with Plunge, I think it's because it's so new and it really speaks to that, like, my love of John Carpenter's The Thing. Totally. This book, though, is just a solid story that James Tynan is, talk is telling us right now where um, monsters are real. Not everyone can see them. Kids can. And it's eating the children. And it's like every bedtime story that like you assumed could like the thing that was living under the bed yeah. or out in the woods, it's there. Right. And it's gonna get you. And it's gonna bring you into a cave. And in this instance, it's either going to kill you and leave it leave you for its babies. Right. Or it'll eat you alive mm. itself. Um we in the last issue a lot came about from I'm trying to tell this without like ruining it for anybody who wants to grab it. Yeah, yeah. A lot unfold well, let's not spoil it then yeah Just, um and this kind of like this wraps up the first arc right? no the arc is already finished because that book is out oh this is like hi we're back let's do a little <clears throat> recap and also just put into place a couple of things that might have been left there okay. like you know what i mean yeah plot threads clean yeah up. and so like it's i think that when this book inevitably comes out in like a like here's the whole thing like omnibus style story i mean it's gonna read fantastically because it just rolls so flawlessly from like the last issue into this um, Tynan continues to like have a mastery over the art of giving us answers. Okay. Well, also while also making sure you have many more questions that want that you want to keep reading more. Yay. Um, the story is compelling. The characters are compelling. The art is fantastic. And the more I learn about where uh, Erica Slaughter comes from, the more I want to know more about right. it you know what i mean like we're getting these little hints as to where she comes from okay and her family which may not actually be a true family no i'm sure um but the rest of them are like she's like there's like a, a a inference to like um 
about picking up strays. And I'm like, oh, maybe that's why she acts the way she does. There's something more to this. I can't wait to find out about them. We see in their house, like the house slaughter, um, a giant painting, very like Arthurian in in a sense, where it's like a, a knight on a horse with a dragon beneath the horse stabbing into it. We've seen images like yeah. that throughout history, uh, through real history. So that's there indicating that this is like a long. It's been around for it's a while. It's been a bit like around for a while. And there's some rules that are supposed to be associated when she's breaking them. She's breaking oh. all the rules. And I'm just like, that's probably fair. They're monsters. Yeah. F- screw them. They're eating people. They're eating children. They're, they're eating children. And the fact is that people like adults can't see them. Mm-hmm. And where, when will they stop? So like, this is the kind of book that it's like if you do dig horror or like even like a thriller style story or like a mystery, yeah, grab this, go for it. You know cool. what I mean? Like this is for you. Okay, one hundred percent. I it's mean, also, the art's just really like spectacular. Talk about like a really strong blend of like story and art that is fitted and suited for it. Yeah, just so perfect together. And apparently, Werther and Tynan. Um, I just used one first name and one last name. Um, like, really have a great relationship. And, like, like Tynan trusts him, like, in, like, implicitly. Like, just, here it is. Make this work. Yeah. So, there you go. Cool. Well, uh, we're going to go from one slaughterhouse to another. Uh, how about talking about Conan? Um, so, Conan. So, like, last week, I was like, Conan number 14 is coming out. And we asked about if this was Zub's first thing. And I was like, yeah, I think it is. For me, because I missed issue 13. Ah, Okay. <laughs> Um, Conan's gotten himself accidentally wrapped up in, like, a contest of champions kind of thing. Okay. Where, like, he drunkenly was, like, in this village, like, just, he's a younger Conan, not, like, a teenager, but not quite, like, the full, He's not close to king, yeah. Yeah, not even close to that at all. Um, but he's just exploring, he wants to know more, he wants to see the world kind of thing. There's, like, all this, like, crazy stuff happening, like, there, like, a lot of celebration, like, this, like, chick sidles up next to him, speaking a totally different language, and, like, indicates, like, you know, oh, hey. And he's like, I know what that means. <laughs> and then they kind of push him into this, like, ring of people. Okay. And there's, like, three dudes or two other dudes and these big rocks. And they all lift the rocks onto things. And he's like, I'll show you. And he lifts I'll them lift higher than everybody else. And then they all fight. And Conan obviously bests them all. And he's just like, ha-ha, I win. And they're all cheering for him. And there's, like, seemingly, like, a parade. And then it turns out that, like, he's won. This, like, honor of being their champion. And right, then they basically means... push him into a big hole. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> They get to kill some monster under the ground, or they're being sacrificed. Right, right. And he had, there's like a person in the crowd, this young guy who like knows his language and also the language of the people because he's from there. Okay. And um, Conan pulls him with him. <laughs> he's like, "Oh no! Yeah, you could have helped me, and you didn't." Right. And so when he gets down there, there's a bunch of other folk down there because mm-hmm. like some of them wanted to go down there, and some of them like ended up down there because like for various reasons. And then it goes totally Hunger Games on them. Where, okay. like There's, like, a platform that comes up, and there's, like, four bags. And, like, the, the kid's going to go for it. And Conan's like, hang on. One dude immediately grabs it, and, like, a sword shoots out and kills him. <laughs> and he's like, okay, cool. Right. So Conan, like, ends up wandering off, um, one, like, runs into another woman who uh, is down there not by her own desire to be. And basically she ends up, like, being, like, I guess like like friendly enough with him, mm-hmm. and uh, in this issue we get like a what what's going on here? Yeah. Like what what is this? And it's like this village worships the god uh, Charlie May. Okay. And um, named that for like the, the many deaths or something like that. 
But um, this is their ritual. Like, it used right. to be good enough that they would fight. And then he's like, no, 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 no. I want more than just fighting. Send these people down into a maze and let it, like, kill them. Okay. Um, and so, like, they have, like, this crazy maze. And, like, there's, like, a crazy spider in there that kind of has, like, a Man-Thing-style look going for it. Cool. And um, they'll fight all sorts of things. Conan, in the last episode, or episode issue, came into a room with this woman and the boy. Yeah. Where, like, there were all these swords. Okay. And, like, a lantern in the center. And there was, like, a warning on the wall that says, like, you know, the swords are double-edged. Like, you know, strike at your enemy is a strike at you or something like that. They're like, look, we need a sword. So, like, he and the woman pull at the same time. And, like, a shadow beast person man shows up and, like, stabs Conan with, like, a shadow blade. Okay. Which shows Conan, like, all of, like, the violence in his life. And I was oh. like, oh, it's like a violent penance stare. And now yeah. Conan's like, so? <laughs> and? Yeah. So then he beats the crap out of the shadow thing and now they have swords he like shoves it into the light the lantern that's there then like they move on come upon the spider who's already taking down two of the other guys um conan saves one of the dudes because like that dude was immediately didn't like call him like a threat he was just like he's like we're not all down here for the same reason like i'm sure this guy's cool like he's very level-headed this older man Mm -hmm. so like Conan, I'm oh, sorry, I said a random ass text. Um, <laughs> I was like, what? Um, they best the spider, and like typically the spider would take down most men, but like you've got Conan, who's like greater than 12 men. Yep. And so, He's more powerful than any man. His legend spreads across the land exactly. and sea. And sea, yeah. Um, the old man is revealed to be a shaman who came to this town to be like, hey, you're, you're God and your religion sucks. You should move past this. And so right. they threw him in the hole. He proves to actually be a shaman. Like, he's not just a charlatan. Right. He contacts the spirit of the guy who died first. Mm. And he's and like, Conan's like, cool. What else can you tell us mm. about this? And he's like, not everyone down here is who they say they are. Okay. Someone is an assassin. Oh, no. And I'm like, Secret ah. Trader. The woman is with him is like, obviously I'm an assassin. I'm a thief and I'm assassin. But I'm not like, what? Yeah. It's like, no, no. There's someone on the inside. Yeah. They all fall asleep. There's one person still missing. We're still missing this one chick. She wandered off. Uh-oh. And, um... Conan takes first watch, and for a moment his eyes get heavy. Oh no! And when he wakes up, like he's like, "Was it? Was it a minute? Was it? I don't even know." Yeah. So he goes to wake up the shaman, and the shaman's dead. Right. His throat's been cut. He's like, "Everyone's gonna wake up, and they're gonna blame me." Yep. I better kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where it leaves off. Um, this is Jim Zub writing this. You know, the guy's passion for Conan. He writes the story differently, obviously, than Aaron did. Yep. But I think it's it's a good different. Like it's a strong story uh, told beginning, middle, and end. Uh, with a Conan who is like has more depth. Like obviously, Aaron's Conan had depth because yeah. we saw him at different points in his life. Right. But like Zub's knowledge of Conan and like the multifaceted layers of him, where he's not just a hulking brute. Yeah. Really does shine. Like there is some strategy to Conan, and like yes, of course, like he does love his food and killing and women and all that. And we definitely see that here. There's something more to it, and cool. like I love Conan being in these situations where, like, he's like. Okay. What am I going to do now? Okay, well, like, I, I don't, I know I didn't kill him, but, like, I know, I know what it looks like, guys. Right, okay. I know, I know I what, what you're thinking. thinking. <laughs> That's great. So, if you wanted to jump on a Conan book, you don't have to grab the issue before this. That's issue 13? Yes. Cool. Because, like, technically, it's a brand new, like, story. Yeah, with a whole, with a, with a new creative team. Yeah, so, like, I'm glad they didn't renumber. Yeah. But you could go through. Just start at number 13 and go on from there. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ali Rogers says, Sal, look at the camera and say, I love Shazam. No. So, uh, But you did, technically. Exactly. 
so let's talk about uh, Batman, huh? Batman number 91 from yeah. uh, James Tynion IV let's, and let's Jorge Jimenez and Rafael Albuquerque and Aguilian, Danny Miki, a lot of great stuff. Uh, this is the start of essentially the Joker War, uh, which I love it because like th- there was this whole arc, and I remember Tynion was really like like hamming it up where he's like Deathstroke and all these assassins uh, uh, that's what this issue went oh we don't want to do that nobody cares so Joker kind of like recaps literally what happened in the last issue where he explains to the reader or the bartender cabana boy about his interaction with the designer yeah the over designer and uh, and that okay so there's Joker's gonna hatch a scheme plot one Plot two is Batman is going to fight Deathstroke. Yep. Plot two. Catwoman and Harley Quinn team up and go to take the fight essentially to the designer. Kind of. I mean, like, Harley, the... Harley was helping um, with the Deathstroke issue. Yes. Catwoman's scheme now is that now that she knows that the designer is back on the table is to perf- like, to do her crime before he does. Right. Exactly. She's like, because if I take it, all the money... And you yes. can't take it. And she tells designer that she told Batman everything. And he's like, great. That's good. That's part of my plan. And you're like, uh-huh. You can really say... Like, you can always say you that. You can always say that. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, so, <laughs> so and, and so all those things happen. Uh, and essentially, Batman is like in the midst of battling Deathstroke in a pretty decent fight. Yeah. Uh, in which the designer reveals... Uh, that, like, he basically fires Deathstroke. He does. What I love about their fight is, like, they're fighting and, like, you know, Deathstroke, first of all, is, like... He has predictive abilities. This must be costing you a fortune having all the drones fly after him. And, like, Lucius is, like... It "It, is. It it kind of is. And he's, like, all right, fine. (laughs) All right, stop the drones. But, like, Batman inevitably gets Deathstroke and then tries to appeal to his, like, sense of, like, humanity. Yeah. And, like, I was like... Oh, I know, I was That's like, a baller move. It was. That you like, know it's not gonna work. No, and Deathstroke's like, give me a break. What? What was that? And he's like, yeah, I just wanted to lure you out here so I could literally tackle you off of my plane and then we could go barreling down towards right, the ground. Right, and he's dude, like, what are you, nuts? But Deathstroke's like, okay, let's, like, cool. his plan is, like, tell me who the designer, where he is. Yeah. He's like, I don't know, and I made sure I didn't know, so I couldn't tell you. Exactly. Now, just pull the, the grappling hook out that I know you have it behind your cloak yeah and he's like fine fine whatever the designer shows up and is like cool hey yeah your contract's terminated and, and like sends these like joker fied i don't think they are i think well, there is a supernatural element presumably to this well, character because the cover says against the threat of a jokerized GCPD. Right. But and is like, it the joker's machinations or is it the or is it the design i don't know so like i i thought also that it was jokerized but then i remembered that legit there is a supernatural element to this character when we first saw him yeah and so i wasn't sure if we weren't supposed to lean more towards that yeah i think that you definitely need i mean to like be obviously the designer conceptually would if he's this smart would be able to figure out the joker toxin and be able to utilize it yeah. on, on his own well i've court. never seen the joker toxin like turn people into zombies that attack for him right so, so i don't know um but, but yeah, regardless, so like... So they get attacked they by They get attacked, jokers. and, like, you know, Deathstroke's like, okay, we need to work on, like, getting out of here. And he's like, we? And he's like, did that guy sound like he was going to pay me? Because that's right. all the Deathstroke really cares about. Yeah, like, that didn't sound like, I'm going to get my my check. So, yeah. so he teams up with Batman, and they fight, and essentially, Designer's like, ho-ho! <laughs> Just wait to see what I got coming up for you! Up my sleeve, it's Riddler! 
Who gives a shit? Yeah, you're the designer. Aren't you smarter than him? Yeah, well, your ace in the hole is one of Batman's regular villains who we've seen for the last three issues? Yeah. All right. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I like Riddler. I, I like when he's used properly. Yeah. In this world where Riddler took over Gotham yeah. in zero year, you know, like, Riddler showing up on all the screens should make Gothamites, like, crap themselves. But designer being like, I'm the big new bad, but behold, one of your regulars. Right. Like, now, I guess really what it is is what we need, like, to consider is that, like, he's obviously using this as, like, a, yeah. like, don't pay attention, like. Yeah, distraction. To what I'm doing mm-hmm. over here. Like, he's, like, David Copperfielding this whole thing. Absolutely. Um, but that's fine. I did, like, appreciate the fact that it's, like, Joker has a new girlfriend and she's not in this. She's, like, on the phone. Yeah. Yeah, and they, I was like, that's like some real like restraint. Yes. Yes. Uh, I think, I think, I, I think it would be amazing if Punchline died. Like in, in like the next issue. No. Where they were like, lol, you speculator assholes. I hope you enjoy your slabbed edition of Batman, whatever I, the hell. I think it'll depend on her reception. Yeah. You know what I mean? And obviously she's seemingly going to be in the next issue yeah she's gonna um, fight harley quinn it's gonna be a big thing the fact that like in this issue they could have immediately like been like behold yeah here she is they're like hang on i've unleashed punchline what do you uh what do you think of this this punchline character because batman good, I, good stuff what do you think of punchline me yeah i don't know anything about her no me neither do i but like should or are you on board i i i couldn't care less about Joker's how could you not life? be on board I didn't say I'm not on board. No, I, I just said I couldn't care less about Joker's love life. No, I, <laughs> I I didn't think he had one. But the fact that they're calling him her his girlfriend, I don't know if that's just like, what else you get to call her? Right. I guess henchwoman. Right? I, 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 I hate everything about it. But only because like, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's, it's more committing of sins that I have a problem with where it's like, like for me, you know, Harley Quinn, like Joker's girlfriend. Not really. Like, well, she I, was she until was, she wasn't. Right, but even, like, when she was, like, she wasn't. Like, she thought she was his girlfriend yeah. and he didn't. Yeah, exactly. And, and and when she was introduced, I was like, cool, this cartoon show has a really fun character. I'm really enjoying it. And then in the comics, they were like, oh, and her, oh, and her too. And I'm like, oh, now you've kind of made it a little problem. Right. So, I mean, like, either it means that, like, she is... Either you're going to just do Harley Quinn again... Where it's right. like her path is going to be like the realization that like Joker can't love anyone except for Batman. But we've already done that a thousand or times. Or it'll be something where it's like, okay, like she's just as crazy. Right. And like delusional. Or she's not. And she's like, she's like smarter. You know? Yeah. So and like, she's just like, oh, you can call your girlfriend all you want. I'm not. Right. I'm just trying to use the Joker and, and then, and then, you know, take over Gotham. Yeah. I saw or... how this turned out for Harley. She got her own. Yeah. She is. She's one of the fourth pillars of the DC universe. Uh, you know, maybe me too. <laughs> Why not me? I don't know. I, I anytime you 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 add another character to a character who specializes in being a solo act, it like diminishes that character. So like, you know, for me, you know, people are like, "This is great because it means that Harley Quinn can really stand on her own." I'm like, she, she has. She's been doing that for almost twenty years. She doesn't like. I don't think that thirty I, years. I don't feel like. Harley needed another woman to step into the Joker's life to like kind of belittles the whole point of Harley a little bit. If you're like, Oh no, like Harley Quinn's a strong independent character who stands on her own. And she's a female character. She just needed another female character to show up to make her differentiated. Like, 
that doesn't mean anything. No. That, that... I think for me, what I'm struggling the most with is that there's a lot happening in terms of the Joker right now. Right. Yeah. Like, it's... you got three of them. Yeah. Plus, like... You we know, haven't even we have not squared that circle. We of never the will. Three Jokers, like, and it's like, and here is another character who's attached to the Joker. And yes. I'm like, it's just, it's just. Could we just deal with the three Jokers? Could we just deal with that? Right. And then maybe she comes. No. Up. Okay. Because that book took too long to come out. <laughs> June seventeenth or not? Well, now they'd have a legitimate. Probably not. They would have a real reason. Hey, you know what they should do instead now? Put them all out at once. June 17th should be, here are all of them. They could do that. They're not going to do that. You know why? Why? Because each cover will be $10. What? Like each issue will be, because it's three issues. It's a prestige format. Each one will be 10 bucks or six bucks. That means 30, that means, uh, what was it? Three times $18. Mm. And then I can sell the hardcover for $20. Right, right, right. And then I can sell the softback for $15. (laughs) Look at all this money I've made off of three issues that I could have just put them all out at once. Anyway. Right, right, right. But yeah, punchline, meh. I I don't know anything about it. I've never seen her in action. never seen her talk. Mm. Literally, I saw her one time and she was like in the, she was just there. You know what I mean? Right. So, you know. Yeah, Uh, I don't know. Ollie Roger, you think Batman will make a camo pants bat suit? I think he already did in Zero Year. Um, But if not, you know, in order to fight the overdesigner and his camel pants. Yeah, right. You, 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 well, otherwise, you know, they'll be able to see Batman's pants. He needs to wear the camo so he can right. so he can blend in. In any case, Batman. I recommend it. I think yeah. it's, I think it, I I enjoyed the issue actually. I really appreciate the fact that it wasn't like it it didn't like have a bunch of crap. You know what I mean? That it wasn't just like bloated. Right. It had three different fights in it, or three different stories in it, essentially, mm-hmm. and and it, and it all worked together. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Absolutely. I mean, like, again, Tyna knows how to do that. Yeah. He knows how to have like multiple things happening with teams. I just love the fact that he did make it sort of like a team book. Yeah. He in did. a way. Yeah. Um. But like, he can do that. He can like have that focus of, or have that like split focus of like these three things that are all gonna coalesce or multiple things yeah. depending on how many he goes through. Right. <laughs> uh, Mitchell Best, what if uh, she's in, what if she's into the Joker, and Batman is so down with Joker loving Batman? I, I don't know what that means. What if she's into the Joker and Batman, and is down for Joker loving Batman? Ah, oh. she's looking for like a three way. See, I misinterpreted when I read that. Like with speed reading, I thought he was suggesting what if she was like a plant by Batman. No, like what if she was like what? How would you get that out of that? I don't know, but like. <laughs> <laughs> it just inspired, but I was like thinking about uh, Doctor As Afra, yeah, and how like she was an agent for the for Darth Vader. I love the idea that like Batman's like Joker apparently has a thing for, you know, mentally damaged women in clown costumes. If I'm gonna I, create a Harley Quinn and it, get her in there. If someone was going to create a Harley Quinn to to like dif- to distract, spy on him, I would say it would be the League of Shadows mm. or the League of Assassins. That'd be neat. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, yeah. Just because they're like. We just need to make sure. Keep an eye on him. Yeah. Regalio, yeah. <laughs> Regalio Canella, I love your hat, Tiffany. It's Thank like you. mine. Does it, it have like Fury's name on the back? It's so sweet. Yes, it does. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know if you could see that, but yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, let's jump into the uh, recommendations, and then we'll reveal who won the hashtag XO uh, special cover. Yeah, so you have, I guess you have, have like... One more chance before yep, the name of the Uh So let's jump into them. Recommendations for this week. Um, what do you got? 
I got a ton of books. Uh, Giant Size X Men Nightcrawler is coming out. Oh. Hickman and Davis. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Alan Davis is drawing Nightcrawler again. That's awesome. I'm excited. Uh, Far Sector number five. Uh, this is a good opportunity for me to get back into trying out Green Lantern Far Sector because I totally did drop off on that book and. You know, it's only become more and more interesting as, right. as far as people's goes uh, from word of mouth. Okay. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 42. Spider-Man's going to fight Gog. Yay. That's going to be fun. <laughs> uh, X-Men number nine is coming out. Yes. So we're getting more X-Men. Yes. Cover's gorgeous. There's a lot happening. Yeah. Oh. Oh. We're doing space. Yeah. Oh, well, right. it's we the summers. The... And the brood. The brood. Yes. The brood. Uh, Batman Curse of White Knight number eight. I think this is it. And it's going to be over. Uh, I, Don't say it like that. Well, it, it, you know, it was supposed to come out. I, I hope it does. Uh, I love this book. If it's yeah, not already, eight eight, yes. go check it out because Correct. it's so great. Um, Wolverine number two. Uh, my pal Vic is going to be drawing some of this, so nice. definitely check it out. Um, oh, I don't see his name on there. Never mind. I retract my recommendation of Wolverine number two. Uh, X-Men Fantastic Four number three. But it's number two. He's not drawing it all. Like, what? If he's not on the list, I don't care. Uh, I got through half of that book and was like, this is boring as hell. Uh, X-Men Fantastic Four number three from Jim Zdarsky. <laughs> this series is not boring as hell and is in fact really awesome. Check it out. Nice. Uh, I think there's one more issue after this. I think I missed it. issue two. Doctor Doom is an island of mutants. Oh, no, I did read that. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, no. Hooray! I, I don't know why I thought that was all issue number one. Yeah. And Batman Superman number eight from Joshua Williamson and, of course, Nick Darrington. Yes. Uh, Nick Darrington would very much like to have his own Batman series uh, from social media is any indication. Mm-hmm. Uh, please give it to him by buying books that he draws and telling DC how much you want to see him draw. Yes. He's so great. It, um, yeah. Yeah. Who did the cover? He did. Oh, nice. It, the the coloring is like the coloring's not it's his, not great his but it looks like uh all star superman ish it is yeah ish oh yeah no it's fun uh, zod and rachel ghoul candor let's let's just undo the bendis thing please that's just yeah that's fine uh justice league dark number 21 Ooh. is coming out so you know gonna, gonna still be reading that mm-hmm. for as long as i mean like i'm going to read it like for as long as they're putting it out but yeah. like, unless Things go south post Tynan. Right. Um, John Constantine Hellblazer number five. I like that they have to, they can't just call it Hellblazer. No. They're, like, they're not convinced that people know what Hellblazer is anymore. Yeah. Um, I really am loving this series. I know. Um, so I'm in. I'm, I can't wait to read this. Um, that's by uh, Simon Spurrier. He just does such a good job. Yep. Such a good job. The art is also phenomenal. Um, and from boom studios this week once in future number seven is coming out it's number seven i thought they were done yeah no because i mean at the end the teaser was more's to come and <sighs> i was like i can't believe how quickly more was to come and i think that's literally just because kieran gillen enjoyed the series way too much yeah um dan moore is still on the book yay um i'm so glad that like one of the big two hasn't like grabbed him grabbed yet? him yet because like i love his work on this but yeah. like it's coming you know well i've seen dan dan moore has recently drawn he drew this amazing image of batman beyond and spider-man 2099 teaming up yeah he drew a great batman the other day like he's like come on yeah he's trying to get over there but before he's snatched up and worn down by the big two yep 
read Once in Future. No, absolutely. I love the cover of this of just like it's so good. This is Duncan and Bridget together. Like it's I'm such a great... so glad that she made it through. Oh yeah, <laughs> like it's so good. This is uh, touting that like an artifact from the British Museum is stolen, and they're like, "Is it Arthur? What was the artifact? Yeah. What, what's, like, is it something new? What's happening? You know what I mean? Like, a lot of stuff was promised at the end of this book. I have absolute faith in Kieran Gillen. Um, like, like for me this year, and like even at the end of last year, my top three books yes. have been Something's Killing the Children, or my what? top two books, and um. And I, well, I guess if I say this year as well, Plunge and Once in Future, um, I am a happy girl when any of those books are coming out. Yes. Um, so the fact that we're back with Once in Future, I really can't recommend it enough. Mm-hmm. Um, especially right now, if you're just looking for something to grab, you can, I think, grab issues one through six, definitely on Comixology. And I'm not sure if the first volume is out just yet. I feel like I it mean, if Something's be. Killing Children came out, then we should have Once yeah, in Future. Yeah, which I don't. I thought I saw it Which is what's but, wrong with me. Right? Um, I didn't see it. That's why. But, like, I, I would recommend snagging it. It is an action-adventure, high-octane fantasy story. Yeah. But like, but, like, not set in a fantasy world where you need to learn a whole bunch of crap. No. Set here with touching on Arthurian lore, which most of us have a cursory knowledge of anyway. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Just saying. Just, yeah. just grab it. Is it out? Baker Man no. 1001, the joke about Clark getting Lois to cosplay Doomsday and having rough sex to help him <laughs> deal with his trauma of dying to the monster is now a thing. Um, yes, it is a thing. We made that joke. Well, Ben did. Um, in our uh, episode of Heroes in Crisis. I don't know what that means. It's a thing. Um, if you mean that, like, someone drew it, I don't want to see that. No. <laughs> but Ben does. So definitely tweet at him at Common Flux and let him know. No. Uh, because I'm sure he'd like to see it. But thank you very much, Bakerman1001, yeah. for letting us know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so um, let's announce our winner. Uh, right now, uh, as of the time of our announcement, uh, Dante Cook is the winner of this Exo Manowar cover. Dante Cook, if you are in the chat, please sound off. Let us know Sorry. that you exist and that you're here. And then uh, what you got to do, man, is just email me, sal at comicpop.net, and let me know your name and address, and I'll make sure this gets out to you, hopefully within this week, uh, as long as the post office Damn. is still functioning. This is so You can so steal my copy because I desperately wanted this copy to myself. Uh, so... You're just going to take it out of my hands and put it into your collection. What a gorgeous cover. I really, really like this. Uh, I really, really wanted it. And hey, if you check out the, the posters for Exo Man War number one, you'll also find a quote by me uh, and attributed to Comic Pop and myself. Uh, where I recommend no that way. book. No so. Really? That's yes. awesome. Uh, so, yeah. By the way, on Comixology, I don't see a collected volume Holy for crap. Once in the Future. But you can get them all, and I, since I already purchased them, I can't tell if they're a discounted rate. Yeah. But like I said, like a lot of times with indie publishers, right? Um, they tend to drop the first few um, issues mm-hmm. to like a more reasonable price. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So, like, again... This is a good time, especially if you can get unlimited, actually. If you're totally. getting unlimited, just go, yeah, go grab it. Just do it. See all. I love that you can look by publisher. You're right. Me too. Just like, aha. Uh, so far, no response from Dante. It's Archaea. Do, do, do. Archaea. Well, yeah, because there's boom Archaea. Like, oh, they... Cause, like, it's like a sub. Do they merge? I guess. I guess. Hmm. Just added. Well, uh, Dante, I'm going to have to move on from you, my friend, because I have another winner right now who 
may be able to take it from you. We'll see. <laughs> Which may, Which I don't may know. Which may happen. Just why I do this. All right. Going once. <laughs> Going twice. You got to give it a second, too. I'm going to give him. Yeah, I know, because there's a little bit of a delay. There's a little bit so, of a uh, delay. We'll, uh, we'll say uh, if you don't respond in the next minute or so, or in the next second or so, I'm going to give it away to the next person. Yeah, that's, that's, that, them's the breaks. All right. Uh, that means that it goes to the next person. Yes. Give it one more second. One more second. All just, right. just to make sure. Yeah. Just to make sure that like everyone's caught up, but right. seemingly based on the chat's reaction, I would say that it has probably not caught. No, that they, they have caught up to yeah. that. So hey, Christopher Parker, I admire your, I admire your zeal, but it's already been deselected. Um, <laughs> all right mystery man congratulations mystery man you've got it uh hey mystery man where are you man let us know if you're there and if you don't by the way these are randomly selected like there's yeah. a there's, there's a, a ra there's a random selection generator which is why it's so random yeah uh, and why it's like yeah uh so mystery man sound off if you don't sound off in the next minute or two i have another person and i know they're in the chat so you're, oh. you're you're racing against this other person who I know wants it. So if you're not there, I'm going to give it away. I'm going to do it one more time. This is we're all we're all stuck in our houses, so I can be here all night. <laughs> we're not in our house. <laughs> no, we're at the office. But the office is close by, it so is. it's not a it's not a big deal. People are putting Fs in the chat for Mystery Man who also missed out on this. I love that I, I can I can I can at them in the chat. It's it's fascinating that Dante and Mystery Man both went to the bathroom at the same time. Well, that's that for you, Mystery Man. If you were in the chat, you should have caught it. That's okay, because I know that Ehan got it. Congratulations, Ehan. You got it. And I know you're there. So sound off Ehan or Ehan. He's pooping! <laughs> What? Twice in a row. We yeah. had one like that before. We've done that yeah. before. This is why we have. This is why our our intrepid moderator. Hey, there he is. He says yes. <laughs> our intrepid moderator Danielle lets us know through a private messaging system. She's like, here's the next three people. Yep. So we can we don't have to worry about doing it. Congratulations, Dihan. You won. You got this Exo Man Award thing. That was that was painless, huh? <laughs> But yeah, so Ihan, I want you to do me a favor. Email me, sal at compop.net. Send me your name and your address, and I will mail this out to you. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's it. We want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. Before we go, uh, because we're hanging out with you and you may not have anything to do, I want to let you know that we were going to be increasing some live streams, but in order to do that, uh, we're going to be spreading them out across multiple systems. Not only do we have YouTube, we also have a number of other options for you. If you like video games, if you like, if you want to check out what Doom Eternal is all about, you can watch this lovely lady play Doom Eternal and rip and tear to her heart's content on uh, twitch.tv slash comicpoptv. Tomorrow. What, tomorrow? What are your days tomorrow. that you're, twi you're twitching? I'm, well, I've been twitching more, so like we did, last week we did Friday, Sunday, Tuesday. I'm definitely doing tomorrow, and then depending on if we're shooting, yeah. I'll determine what, what day we're going to do next. It could be Thursday or Friday or both. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of want to finish it up. Right. Yeah, we'll finish I that game. I literally don't know how long it is, though. Yeah, I don't know. But, but check it out. And tear. So tomorrow, what time? 
Uh, what time's good for you guys? Because <laughs> I could do any time. Yeah. I have been doing later, but like I might do earlier. I don't know if that's I think you better should do for earlier. People. You 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 were thinking about doing that back when we I, weren't hit by a by a by a quarantine. I was. But uh, yeah, so we, the, on the purple channel, you can pl- you can watch Tiffany play that uh, on uh, uh, tomorrow. Uh, you can also catch us over on Instagram.com slash Comic Pop Official because somebody took Comic Pop and mm-hmm. never did anything with it again. So, uh, yeah, check out uh, Comic Pop Official on Instagram. We do live yeah. shows then, too. And, of course, on Twitter, I'm Sal Says What. She's at The Real Zoobs. Uh, and uh, I also do live things there. I may do a live stream uh, showing off the studio a little bit because I just got it into a place that I want it to be. Uh, and because I don't feel like I should shoot like a like a tour video for the channel without the team here because I like I, I want it to be like we're all here. Yeah, but you uh, can. No, I don't know. I'm You're not... showing off the the, the location yeah, but the, more but than like us. Yeah, it's like you got to show off everybody using the location and and and, and being really. part no, of it. No, it'd just be you talking, being like. Nobody wants to see that. No, but, but if you do, go on to Twitter and follow me at Salesforce, <laughs> and I'll do a live stream there. Uh, but yeah, and we'll increase more live streams. And like I said, I teased a Joshua Williamson of the Flash fame interview. He's going to be chatting with me about the comic book industry on, an, on a special episode of Elseworlds Exchange. Yes. Joel and I are going to, of course, continue to do Elseworlds Exchange. I'm uh, planning one with Mr. Sunday Movies, who will be on the show hopefully very soon, and more comic book creators as we go. Uh, please let us know more about uh, what you want to see on uh, this channel and what you want to see from us. Uh, by the way, if you do like other shows that we make, uh, I have another show called Absolute Comics, which I share with the Comic Storian on his twitch.tv slash Comic Storian on Tuesdays. You'll catch me doing that tomorrow with him. Uh, I think in the morning because it's a very special episode that involves some very special guests uh, who are not... And they'll be the- talking about you know something important they will be talking about uh, their projects oh i was gonna say like you know like drugs or peer pressure yes because you're calling it a very special it's a episode. very special episode <laughs> of absolute comics but yeah thank you all so much for hanging out with us here on uh, off the rack thank you so much for joining us when we're doing elseworlds exchange thanks for watching back issues and everything else we make here of course and congratulations to ehan yeah, and on thank winning. you to valiant comics for helping us out with giving a giveaway to you guys yeah big ups to valiant yeah for don't your forget to support. check out their library of stuff too now's a great time i believe they have some kind of sale going on yeah so but uh and thank you for calling i have to take this all right so long